Sorry. Hello, everyone, and <laughs> welcome to another episode of the Group Up gonna podcast. Straight in off the bat, everyone's mid mid something. I'm mid snack. Boger's mid rant. Flats is mid stream, and Sam's mid PB and J. How is everyone doing? I hope you guys are excited. It is going to be a fantastic day. It is going to be a fantastic time for us. For those who missed out, Overwatch 2 beta is out. And I'm joined by, as I already listed, Flats, Sam, Boger. I'm going to go through them real quick because the first thing I want to ask them about is, guys, first impressions. And I'm going to take it to Flats first. What do you think? So I made a whole video on this yesterday. But basically, there's there's a few major takeaways. One, obviously, we now no longer are fumbling through the dark on Hopium and Copium. We have a, a set line on which we know something is coming and we will have it in our hands. It's no fake promises. It's this this is the date. This this is the time. It's it's this it's right here. This area it has to be there. There's no more like we're working on it. We'll get you soon TM. There'll be some updates. No. It has to be there. That's big. There that that gives everyone a goal. That gives everyone especially in the streaming community and YouTube and stuff like that cuz it pertains to us right now. It not only gives us hope, but it gives us a destination. There's no more like, oh my god, I can't, I don't know how much longer I can hold on. Like the like my uh, we were talking about before, <laughs> ranked is a is awful. Like it, it's never like I I I know we always say this right, but it genuinely keeps getting worse. It has never been worse. <laughs> so like every time we come we say something, it's like, oh, this is the worst it's ever been. It then it gets worse a and it becomes the new worst it's ever been. And it, that's not over exaggeration. That's just the way we've progressed. So we now have a destination, which is number one. And number two, this is the big one, and I know Sam's going to lose it. They took accountability, and they said, listen, we know we fucked up. And you know what it takes for Blizzard to say we fucked up? Brig is still in the fucking game. Like, yeah, like yeah. that shit doesn't happen very easily. For them to them come out and say, we fucked up, we're sorry, we are committing now to fixing it right here, right now, means... That they now have they have to hold to that because as a company they've already admitted that mistake. As a company, if you admit to your mistake and then keep making it, you don't last. So normally when they fuck up and they make a mistake, they just they just ignore it. Like they're like, nope, didn't do that. Don't know what you're talking about. That was fine. Them acknowledging it and saying it's a big mistake means that they now understand what it's like to compete as a AAA title in today's 2022 games market, and they have to step it up. And hopefully they're making the right choices and they're hiring more people because they need to have content out faster they need to have updates out faster to compete this is them admitting it and making their new pledge to not only the players but to the world of gamers that we're going to be better <coughs> i really i really want to elaborate on that as well like i think that's a really important thing you're bringing up flats and i think we should go into that in length but before we do, I just want to ask quickly, Sam or Boger, if you guys have any sort of first impressions you want to give us, just your gut feeling when you saw the reaction yesterday. Actually, I'm going to go to Boger. Boger, yeah, go Boger first. Yeah, you, you, you tell me, because you know, you've you've been for mysterious reasons not locked out of the uh, the NDA so far. I'm too so handsome. I'm too handsome. You're too handsome. This is true. <laughs> it would, it would, everyone else would feel grossly inadequate yeah, with you yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. So well, with that in mind, what did you think? Well, it's exciting. I was actually watching Jojo while I, one of my friends DM me and said, look, Overwatch 2 is coming. And I'm like, whoa, that's wild. But it's exciting <laughs> because, as Flat said, they actually admitted to their mistakes and they actually gave us a the time. You know, they, like, it's gone the big, mysterious 
uh, blizzard time, you know, where they don't tell us anything. They just release stuff randomly into the wild. They actually said next month at the end, April, it's coming. Beta, sign up here, which is good. Good first step. And not only that, they actually showed us what's coming and they just showed us what maps there uh, are going to be played in uh, in Overwatch League as well. So they're making a lot of good steps in the right direction, which is really nice. And I'm excited, but not necessarily because of because it's Overwatch 2, but I'm just excited that they're making changes to the game. I genuinely don't care about Overwatch 2 as a whole. I just care about patches and I want changes and I'm excited that they're releasing new heroes. Some people are... Uh, I, I saw some people on Twitter be angry that they're releasing only one hero. I'm like, shut up, just shut up, shut up, shut up, shut the fuck up. <laughs> like, come on, it's been three years or two years. We have had zero stuff and you're still angry. Be happy with what you get. And I'm happy with what I'm getting right now. And also, I'm not coping too much because I've had this happen to me with Blizzard games so many times. And until I see it, see it I will not be completely satisfied. I want to see it actually happen and like next month or whatever whenever they said and then and then i will admit that blizzards are improving but until then i will always be still critical <laughs> a little Burnt bit critical. one too many times Burnt one yeah. too yes. many times sam I mean, we have to still be critical like let's yes yeah yeah and i, I wanted to take you to sam on that note sam what do you think so it feels very nice to genuinely the complimentary of the leadership team. It's very nice to do that. Uh, the accountability from Aaron was great. I think they're looking it in the mirror and they're taking it head on and that deserves respect. Um, it's nice to actually be able to talk about this now too, because that was a brutal three months. Brutal, 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 especially at the state of ranked. Awful. Um, community transparency is always great. Um, kind of like Boger said, I, I think one thing that's great about this podcast as well is that we we got like... Three other content creators, obviously, aside from our host here. Um, and Bogers somehow is not on NDA, considering this guy's been streaming this game forever. Been gang, gang. in the pro scene before I even was. Like, this dude's yeah. this dude's a Bulgarian chat. I'm OG. I, I, I know Andy's I'm going to watch so this. OG. Andy, please. I'm please, so Andy. OG. I've been this since day one. This, this man is... This man I have I zero controversy. I've never been banned in my yeah, yeah. life. <laughs> I always... <laughs> I, I think it would be great right to, to, to have Boger on. But um, yeah, the perspective is great. I think I am generally more critical of them and demand the best than most people. And I think that it's very nice. Obviously, not everything's been told to the community yet for good reason. And I'd like to make a joke after this, too. Um, <laughs> but um, I... I all the right things now. Obviously, the, the the proof still needs to be in the pudding, right? You still need to see the substance. But I was very impressed with how Aaron conducted himself, what he said, what they're delivering on. And while this is just getting us getting back into the race, there's still a marathon to run. But I'm very excited to be wrong about a lot of my opinions based on precedent going forward. That's all I'm going to say. Also, I'd like to make a joke about how all players and contenders players demand to hear things and be told and be in the loop. And then the, the very next day, anytime they're told anything, it's leaked. So just <laughs> super thought. Super, there's a reason why. Like, if I'm Blizzard, I'm sorry. Like, 
you, tier two community, y'all cannot complain about shit and then leak shit instantly. Like you just There's can't. Too many players in AO and tier two, and yeah. like it's instantly it starts getting leaked between them, and most of them like really young as well. And you can't sign. We're really talking about this every, today, huh? Yeah, it's just, you can't sign <laughs> an NDA like an with a hundred people. You can't just sign an NDA with everyone. It's like, what? How are they supposed to do that? And like, yeah, it's just. I think I think Blizzard's approach to this information was done properly, despite what a lot of people in Allen Tier Two would say. Like, yeah. it just it is what it is. Yeah. Anyway, don't want to open that I, can of worms. I wanna, just, just I want to steer away. I want to steer away from NDA stuff because I think the community is kind of sick of sick of hearing yeah, about no, NDAs. Yeah, go ahead. I think uh, this is the one chance I think we have as a community to kind of all be excited about the same thing. Yep. So I think for the purpose of this call, let's let's stick away from NDA stuff. We don't want to have or, to break NDAs. We don't want to yep. have to talk about it. We want everybody just to be psyched about this. And I want to take it back. Flats, maybe you want to elaborate. I want to take it back to the point about communication. Why are you so potent? Not sure. you know you're not jumping in joy, but why are you quietly excited about what sure. they said in terms of communication? Sure. One one thing really before I say that, have you DM'd Andy uh, Boger? You have yes. already then. I have, of okay. course. Okay, cool. I just wanted to be sure. Because uh, I saw his tweet. Um, why am I excited about the communication aspect? Well, let's say this. We were told one time, was it about two and a half years ago from Jeff, that they were going to start stepping up their communication. But I, this is, and that was the one time we were like seriously told they're going to step it up, right? Like, like developer update. Not like, you know, in passing, like Jeff's like sitting on stream with Fran or Emog or somebody that was like out there or Tim when he was doing, you know, Echo or something like that. And they're like, oh, yeah, we're trying to step it up, you know, like, I mean, like, no, like serious announcement was then they brought Overwatch 2 to the table. And I think that yesterday kind of really put it out in the air that Overwatch 2 became a massive problem. Now, there's a lot of, you know, uh conspiracies of like what has caused those problems you know there's leadership problems all the way up to bobby of you know putting them in different directions and all the time the team couldn't figure out what they were doing so them decoupling pve and pve is now give them an uh, an opportunity to to not only work on that other project of pve that they're really excited for and they want to be kind of their standalone game where you can grind it like wow or like you know and like do raids and dungeons stuff in overwatch but also take care of what their core game is, which is PvP. And they acknowledge that, that that was like a big problem. And that's probably why, you know, they didn't expect to have to leave the, the live service game for as long as they did. And that's why they owned up to it. it was a big thing. And I think that people are going, well, they told us before about communication. They told us before is a very valid argument. However, though, I do believe it's a little different because they they pointed to a time where they talked about it. Or they talk, they pointed to the time, like the earlier time and said, Hey, we we talked about going Overwatch 2. It took way longer than we thought. There was a lot of problems and we failed you. Right? Like that's kept them kind of knowledge, like, hey, we 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 know we said this already, but these things happened. And the stuff does happen sometimes, right? Like they they really they kind of leveled with us. They're like, hey, like we know we fucked up. We will we will change it though. And I think the next two to three weeks are going to be key. Now, and mark my words on this. The next two to three weeks are going to be key because that's when they're going to have to start trickling information. Now, right before we got here, I saw that Overwatch League posted a video, like a community update. And this one seemed a lot better than the first one. The first one was like, I don't know. It just felt like a weird like recap slash like they were talking about like cats or something in the first one. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't mind memeing and having fun, but like. Your first ever update in a like for the league in a whole new format and a whole new game in the first year. I thought it was a little bit of a bad time to do that, but this one 
apparently from what I read on the tweet, like really fast, because I didn't get to watch the video yet, they talked about like no more TCP and they talked about all that stuff. So like, as we start rolling forward, there should be more updates and more communication. And I bet we'll start to see that in the next couple of weeks before we even get to the beta. And that's the most telling key, because if they start communicating regularly, actually this time for realsies, then they're keeping to that promise and we're, they were going to be able to hold them to that standard because them coming out like they did, admitting their fault, you know, making new pledges to like, to, to the players, to, to trying to be more communicative, trying to have better content, stuff like that. And then failing on it is pretty much dooming their game, no matter what. Like people are watching everywhere, whether they're people that now play the game or formally played the game and are interested in the new game. You know, mm -hmm. like people are paying attention. So it's on them now and i i am willing to bet they're gonna follow through so i want to take it to boger here because boger you kind of already said you know you've been a fan of blizzard games <laughs> for a while and they have made noises in the past about communicating more and doing better and you said you're kind of skeptical is that how you feel about what was said in the in the video or are you a bit more inclined to believe that this is no. marks the change of attitude? i'm inclined to believe because as we have mentioned before, a thing they have done that they don't really do is they admit a mistake. Blizzard, like, they admitted the fact that they made a mistake, which is a big step for Blizzard because Blizzard as a whole rarely admits that they make mistakes. It almost never. I, I've seen it happen over and over again. The community says one thing, and then Blizzard literally tells them, no, you're wrong, you don't know what you want. Like, uh, it, this is what happened with WoW Classic. That they literally told the community, no, you don't want WoW Classic. And the community is like, what? What do you mean yeah. we don't want And now they actually came up and they said, yeah, we made a mistake and we're going to improve on it. And for the last few days, we've seen them improve on it by showcasing which maps are going to be played in Overwatch League, by showcasing what they're going to be updating, uh, opening up uh, beta signups and a lot of things. The only reason I'm skeptical is because I have done this analogy a lot of times. It's like a bad relationship with a with a person who keeps telling you things are going to be better or she, she or him, they're going to get better. And you're like, you believe them and then they go and cheat on you again. And you're like, fuck. But then you remember the good times you've had together and you keep coming back and and because you're just stuck in this endless loop of lies and it always keeps repeating itself. And every time you hear that lie again and again, you keep remembering the, all the good times you've had together. So you keep coming back. That's why I'm so skeptical because for the last few years, it has happened this same thing in the loop where they say they're going to be better and they never actually do anything with it. And that's why I'm skeptical. I'm not skeptical because they made this video or the way they acted. The way they acted was good and the way they made the video was great and the way they have responded to criticism was great. And the fact that they are open, like the fact that their community manager said, yeah, DM me content creator so I can get you into the beta. And the fact that they open up the beta and the fact that they clearly communicated what's the plan is good. It's really nice. It's a good step forward. I just want to see it be realized because Blizzard... As I said, they say they're going to do something and then they go silence. And then you're like, what? What happened? I thought things are going to get better now. So you know, that's why I'm skeptical. I'm skeptical because I've been burnt too many times. That's Fair. why I'm skeptical. <laughs> I yes. think it's good you're skeptical, by the way. Yes. You should be. I think, yeah. yeah. And I think there's a lot of people who are going to be listening to this who are even you know more skeptical than we are. 
Because I know there's people out there who are going to say, well, okay, yeah, they say they're going to communicate more and good kudos, they acknowledge their mistake. But still, you know, we didn't get that much information. Late April is not a specific date and we don't know mm-hmm. what the exact map roadmap is. Only one new hero despite promising lots more content. So people, there are some people out there that still feel like it's not been enough communication. Sam, what do you, what would you respond to them? Um, I think there's been enough communication. I think that at this point with the video coming out, at the end of the day, talk is cheap. At this point, talk changes nothing. Results do, right? So we have a finite date. We have everything talking can achieve done. Let's see the results, right? Because the results are going to be what dictates this game's long-term future. And I'm going to agree with Flats on this one. I think they're going to follow through. And you don't see me 180 often. I think they're going to follow through. So it's going to be, I think you just need to wait and see at this point. We got a month. Let's go. Mm -hmm. Okay. So let's speak then what we know in terms of what is supposedly coming. We have the closed alpha right now that the owl pros have started playing on. Closed beta in late April and then multiple beta periods as the year goes on, potentially with a public beta at some point later this year. What do we think of that roadmap? Is that reasonable? Is it fair? Like why close beta? Why open later? Are you are you happy with this? And I'm going to take it to flats. Oh, yeah. I mean, okay. Let's be real with ourselves for like two seconds. Overwatch 1 is toast. I mean, it's been toast for a while. Like, it's it, not toast. It's burned to a crisp. It's gone. <laughs> like, it's gone. Toaster's on fire. Left. I might it's take ashes. the house next. My house is on fire. Everything is on fire. <laughs> yeah, it's it's bad. And I mean, like, it is really bad. And you know what? I felt bad for Shock. Shock replete, uh, put a thing out yesterday <laughs> yeah, saying yeah. that he was retired from Overwatch streaming. And then about an hour later got announced that Overwatch 2 beta is coming out. I was like, that's fucking tough, dude. Yeah. <laughs> That tweet was funny. But I think that's actually a very good talking point to bring up. And Bogar, I know you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna relate with this a lot because I've seen some of your frustrations recently. There's a lot of people in Overwatch right now that feel kind of trapped, right? Mm -hmm. Um I feel very, very lucky with where I am and I can kind of play some variety here and that to be fair. My variety time is 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 basically ruined half the time by Overwatch stands who come in and just demand me to play Overwatch all day long. Yeah, they're like, yeah. Uh, "This is a weird looking Reinhardt." I'm like, "Yeah, well, you you look like a weird fucking chatter. How about that? Like, fuck yeah. you, you know." Can, like, can I like, just I'm say quickly, quickly Frats, I want to quickly interrupt and say, every guy who comes into chat when you're playing a variety game says, this looks like Overwatch 2, or this is a funny new version of Overwatch. Shut up, you're not funny. Everyone says that joke literally every single time. It, Carry it's on. every class. single time. It's I like, you, dude, frogs. please, come up with something original. And it kind of it kind of ruins the whole experience for me. And actually, I, I even talked about it recently, because my a lot of people who like like my core chat love my, my variety time. It honestly creates every time my chat has any in chat memes or anything, it's always from variety. So they enjoy it a lot. But I've actually kind of decided when Overwatch 2 comes out to do less variety, um, just because I want to grow my channel a lot. I'm a very motivated individual. I'm someone who wants to like really pursue a lot of things. And I didn't really have a whole lot of time in the Overwatch Sun. Like when I first became an Overwatch streamer, the game was only alive for about six months, give or take. I started in March of 2020. Echo came out in April of 2020. It lasts about six months after that. And then things kind of started to, you know, go downhill pretty fast. So I kind of just ran into brick walls over and over, and that frustrated me a ton. That being said, 
you know, I could probably play some variety and do okay and not have to worry about, you know, as many things. Yeah, I have like student loans and stuff like that, which would suck. And, but like, I, I'm pretty like decently comfortable with where I am. I'm very, very lucky, but there's not everyone that is like that. And Overwatch is their job. It's it's what they have to play, and they're stuck. And there's many many people that like that that they have to play Overwatch either every day or a couple times a week because that is their job. And they are miserable, and they're not having a good time. And it's like I don't like I hate to say it, like because people always go like oh you play video games for a living like it's yeah. not that hard. You have no fucking clue what that does up here over time when you are forced into the same thing over and over and over, and you have no choice, and it's destroying you mentally. It's fucking awful. So Gosh. what I love about this whole beta thing, and which I'm assuming I, I, there's no shot it's not going to work like that because it's going to be an, a beta that you people sign up for. They're never going to be able to police it. We're going to be able to stream Overwatch 2 when it comes out on beta. That's the hope because, I mean, like, you know, people are signing up for it. There's no way, like, you're not going to be allowed to stream it. That makes no sense. So even if we're in betas and we have multiple betas, we have something to hold on to. We have stuff to make content with, and there's going to be a lot of excitement around the game. So, like... Everyone that's here right now and makes content should theoretically see a massive upswing in in viewership and content and subs and everything like your life gets easier. And like, I can't tell you how much that means to myself and other people that you've struggled for the last two years and it's okay. We're going to make it. You know what I mean? Like mentally, what that means to know my own myself with other content creators is unbelievable. So, yes, I'm very happy that we're getting betas. And I don't care, like, I do care, obviously, a little bit, but, like, if a game comes out in late this, late this year because they want to do a few more betas to, like, test some things out, introduce some new heroes, start tweaking some things before they fully release the game, that's fine. I'm cool with that because it has, I have something to play and I have something to hold on to, some content to make, some excitement. I want to put it in perspective really fast. And now people say, like, you know, so people on Twitch, the rich get richer, right? If you're at the top of the directory, you get the most followers per day because most people come in, they click on the top streams, right? I'm not at the top, but like in current day Overwatch, right? During the day, there's like MLon, Emong, J3. Sam, you're on, but your YouTube is in the morning. You do Twitch at night. Um, I, I, like it depends on like who's on in the morning, but like, you know, like Super is typically a night streamer and stuff like that. So I'll be like somewhere around like the top 10-ish. I will tell you my followers per day number is pathetic than what it was a year or two years ago when i was a maybe a hundred average viewer streamer and i looked back to my old youtube videos from like may june july of 2020 i was getting four to five hundred followers a day as a hundred viewer andy i get for a like eight hour stream with like an average between like six to nine hundred viewers if ml gets off jay gets off any host like we can go maybe push the thousand number maybe about 130 to 150 on a very good day. It's typically around 100 to 130. That is like abysmal in comparison to like, you know, what it was in, at one point. And that isn't just me. That's everybody. And I've talked to other streamers and we're all feeling it. It all, and we're all not doing well. There's no like content. That growth. There's no content. There's no yeah, reason. That's like, how it works. Yeah. It, I mean, that, that's how I spectated bronzes. That was, I pulled that out of my ass because I didn't want to play the game. Dude, that uh, was me with hacker hunts, dude. Like yeah. those are the by, funny story. The only two or three like new series that came up in overwatch that did well on YouTube was my hacker hunt, your spectating bronze. And I think Jane's guess my SR were like the yep. three posts, like, anything that like used replays or viewing content so like props yep. to you props to you thank you i mean 
mentally it started to destroy me because people started to take over my shit like i want to see this i want to see this i'm like dude i'm just trying to play some ranked man leave me alone yeah. but like yeah. you know emong does achievements you know like we do like the custom games which are by the way we need to do more of those and people those people are fun. loved it people thought were so fun there were a few papegas but like i think i showed you that that was funny but regardless so like we have to create our own content we're we're fucking content magicians like yeah. imagine if we actually have content that dude we're gonna be brewing some crazy shit if we actually have content to work with like you know what i mean like i know i'm ranting yeah. a little bit at this point but yeah you know, i mean we're all gonna go have ahead. a chance yeah and you know i think you can tell just from that the the years of beat up of repressed you know emotion there from flats but what about and that's and that's i think it's great to hear from what it's like from us as content creators but what about for your average player boger like this roadmap for someone who, let's say, you know, just 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 plays Overwatch f fairly regularly, enjoys the game, and is really excited to get in. What do you think of someone like that feels? I mean, definitely excitement because you get new content. But I personally just want to talk more about content creation because, you know, Flats talked about it. And I want to talk about it in a different perspective. I want to dig deeper into, like, what it's like streaming Overwatch for so long and have nothing like in the sense that you know at first when you stream the game and you play and you start growing your stream you you see improvement for your numbers and followers and it's joyful and it's amazing experience because it's exciting but for the last two years or so i feel like kind of i've wasted my time like i don't know how to say it but it is so depressing to keep streaming the same game because you know, I, I don't stream it as much now, but when I did, trying to push, trying to, you know, get back and keep growing. But, like, no matter how much you push, you can never break through the wall because nobody is really interested in watching Overwatch. The viewership is so low. And always thinking about some artificial numbers that just don't mean anything. It just doesn't matter at the end of the day. It's so depressing. And I've come to the conclusion, you know, uh, it's so depressing because... We don't get the content and we've said it so many times and we have to we are forced to redo the same or bo uh, boring content over and over again like i so many streamers are like props to flats and sam for making new content but like maybe i don't have the time to go and invest because i uh, to create new content because i have university to deal with and I have to recycle if I want to. I don't want to do that anymore. It's so mind-numbingly boring. But let's do another unranked to GM, guys. Let's go! How many times can I do the oh same old unranked yeah. to GM? It's the only thing that people watch. And I, I press it and I, I stream it. And I get way more viewers because people... Why? People are so excited to watch it. It's just so boring in a creative level. It's so infuriating boring to keep doing the same thing over and over again. And get rewarded for not cre being creative, but for your lack of creativity. And it just really depresses me. Because at the end of the day, I didn't start streaming because I wanted to be this boring individual who, who sits on their PC for 8 hours a day doing something they hate. Because my streaming job for streaming Overwatch specifically, has turned from this magical experience of me interacting with people and playing the game I love to this eight-hour grind a day in a little cubicle which I call my apartment with zero social interactions. And it's so depressing and it's so unfulfilling. That's why that's why people are so excited, especially streamers right now. Because many of the streamers that haven't quit, they're still here because of their hopes and dreams of growing finally breaking through that brick wall and finally achieving something 
when Overwatch 2 releases, because right now it, it can't happen. You don't have the player influx, you know? I am pretty sure that we just have like uh, 25,000 maximum viewership on the Overwatch category. Like we have a hard cap on on how many people actually Let's care about Overwatch. And... Yeah, and you know, I'm I'm fairly small compared to you guys, you know? And if I have like ML streaming and uh, Sumitu and Flats and other people, I barely get any viewers because there's not enough viewership to go around. There's not enough people. And it's not your fault. It's not my fault. It's just the fault that the game is so infuriating. There's no content. There's no, there's no content. I click on yeah. any Overwatch streamer time i just see depression in their eyes it is so depressing every single time yep. it is the same ranked experience of someone sitting in game and clicking and hating their life so <laughs> infuriating for me and for them because you guys are cool people you're amazing people and you're content magicians as i said and seeing all of this talent being buried alive because there's no content was so infuriating that's why so many people were excited for overwatch because they can finally put their creativity to use and create something new so Yes, content creators are excited and normal players are excited because normal players, the average player, the average Andy, they don't play Overwatch because there's nothing new. Yep. I, if I mention, I go outside and I talk to someone to a bar in a bar and they ask me, what's your job? And I say, I'm a streamer. Oh, cool. What game? Overwatch. Isn't that game dead? I die inside. <laughs> I, yeah. My heart sinks in realizing that I've been playing a dead game for two years, three years, five years of my life and for mm. everyone else it's just a dead game and it it's not even conversations that they, they ask me okay did they change anything and i have to say with a straight face there has been zero changes since <laughs> echo and you know it's so depressing and that is the conversation every time you, they, they think you're crazy and they're like yes yeah. like, it's just i despise so, that the fact that i can't i'm sorry i'll just finish my thought the fact yeah, that i ahead. i can't even talk about the game that is my job without feeling infuriated and angry is so depressing but the fact that overwatch 2 is coming out finally beta at least and there's gonna be finally something new brings new hope to all of us you know it brings hope it's like ambition ambition it's like the developers came down from heaven and gave us you know hope finally and they're like listen content creators your cries have been heard we are here to bless you and that's why I'm skeptical because I don't want to get really, really burnt again for one last time. But I am hopeful and I agree from the bottom of my heart. I agree with Flats and Samita that things will get better. I really agree and I really believe it. But I still have doubt in me because I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it <laughs> yet. So what I was going to say is, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm allowing the content creator catharsis the little the rant stream here for a moment because i because i know of course i know all of us know in this call the nightmare that we've kind of lived through but else as the host i have to acknowledge what i know that there's a section of people who are going to be saying which will be like well cry me a river bro cry me a river you know you don't want to play that game though because we actually speak on a lot of the issues that you also feel so we yeah. play the cry me a river game it's i'm telling you one of us is gonna well, win like, it ain't i'm gonna, gonna, I'm gonna, 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 gonna have gonna an argument <laughs> I'm going to have an argument myself here because I know what people are going to say. They're going to say, well, yeah, you feel trapped in a shit job. Welcome to my life. This is my dead-end job. What so I would say to demand, that is... You don't demand better for yourself? Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to yeah. say. That, Yeah, and should be it's shit for you. It's shit for us too. And this is the kind of stuff that people protest about. And these are entire political elections are won on 
you know, an industry, <laughs> an industry collapsing, something? an industry collapsing, and you, you know, a politician promising to save Can that I say industry something? or whatever. I really like a... hate when I say that it's really shit for me the way things are, and somebody says, "Well, I work a normal job, and it's shit for me." Just because your life is shit doesn't mean my life has to be shit as well. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> fuck me sideways. Why does everyone have to swim in shit because you hate your life? You dumb fuck. Fuck me sideways. <laughs> if I hate what I'm doing and I feel trapped and I'm expressing it on my stream, and the Twitch link is on top. You can change it at any time. Why the fuck do you come to my stream to tell me to shut the fuck up when it's my stream in the first place? You don't have to listen Bugger. to me. You Bugger. don't have to. Bugger. Imagine. What, what do you mean, man? I, I I come into your home and you you have to listen to Mika tell you to cry. Yes. River. What do you mean, man? <laughs> like, nah, but you, but you guys are the nail on the head. Like, it's just everyone always thinks that I want to hear their opinion. I don't want to hear your opinion. I want to express myself. Yes! That's my. This <laughs> How dare you express my stream? On your own stream, man. I want your opinion. I'll ask you about it. But if you come in here just to shit on what I'm doing, how I'm playing, where I'm playing, what hero I'm playing, what game I'm playing, how much I'm streaming, what time I'm streaming, what music I'm listening to, the volume of my music, shut the fuck up. I don't care about you. Yeah, nobody cares about you. Nobody cares about your opinion. I hate you. I despise you just because you can get yourself. You is, is like you can you can express a lot of those things like super nicely. Like you know what I mean? Like like for example, the the music volumes. Like hey, like you know, I can't really hear you too too well. The music's kind of loud. Um, is like is that intended or is it like you know like they're kind of like hinting like hey like I'm having a hard time hearing you. I don't know if that's on purpose. Then you could go like yeah no I want it loud. And then they're like all right fuck it fuck and then then they fuck off and go somewhere else. And so they're like. Oh, he muted his mic! <laughs> <laughs> oh For those who are listening to this in podcast form, Flats is going off with the mic muted. Your, your mic just muted, Flats. I don't know if he slammed his desk so hard. You slammed your desk so hard, your mic muted. We couldn't hear shit, but I saw you screaming. <laughs> it was it was beautiful in its own way. It was, it was beautiful. beautiful in its own way. It was way. beautiful. I, I, it was always intentional. I thought it was intentional. I thought it was intentional. Let me say this. I, I firmly believe in, in there's only one stereotype in life that I believe in, right? And it's that certain people who play certain Overwatch heroes tend to have similar behavior patterns. Yes. That was the most Rhine main shit I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> <laughs> like, the way you guys were just like slamming, like is going on. That was that was some people who play fucking Reinhardt. And this I, is like, some star so sign funny. shit. We need Overwatch so astrology. Funny. Oh my god. Yeah. Oh god. No, we don't. No, we don't. <laughs> oh god. I, I don't have to learn this shit again. I'm, I'm the apparently I'm the villain in astrology, so I'm just gonna have to embrace it, I guess. Um so, what, what yeah, was it? so now so sure. to bring it back. Now, you know, we've had a good rant and, and I appreciate that and we've had our frustrations out. But I did want to bring it back to the original question about what is what do you think this means, this roadmap for the for the current community, the people who've been like us, been starving and looking for that for that hopium. I think it's it's just consistent content. It's it's us getting back on the starting line, right? So like obviously people, your average consumer, if a product's not being updated, they're not gonna give a shit, right? Like yep. it, it looks like if the if the leadership looks like they don't give a shit because they're not updating the game, why should the player base care, right? That's like what it means to lead. And if you as a leader don't care, Bobby Kotick, right? This is what <laughs> fucking happens, right? This is what fucking happens. Taking home over a hundred million dollars a year, that all better get clawed back. That's ridiculous. Uh, but no, it's um. It's just it's just consistent content. It's a roadmap. It's getting us back in the race. Like we've been on the sideline for two years. 
Um, kind of to add on what to what Flats and and, uh, and Boger were talking about in terms of content, like you know, for, even for your average player, like viewing content, like for for me as well, like I I, I want to bring this number point back up SVB because I think it is important. Like coming off of twenty twenty, like May of twenty twenty was like the best. To, to even May 2020 to May 2021 was like the best I've ever done on YouTube, right? Like, but especially in May of 2020 when Echo, like right after Echo had come out and the game was still fresh, I think I got like 15,000, 20,000 subs that month or something. I was getting 2 million views a month, like easily, like with streams oh, and yeah. video, like 50K plus view, views a video. And mm -hmm. then all of a sudden, like we're trying to scrape up the bottom of the barrel. Like we get to October, December, and then it's just like, shit, this is starting to get harder and harder. And then now we're like rowing our little boat through like a muddy swamp. Just like, and and I feel like that cement. that feeling for us, cement, that's probably, yeah, you're right. That's probably better. We're like cement that eventually is just gonna become rock hard. And I think that fluidity and the lack of resistance when rowing the boat is kind of what it, what it feels like to be your average player. Because if like we're, because I, I believe firmly in ecosystems in this industry, right? The more that a game creates, the more content creators can make. The more content creators make, the more people are interested in the game and want to put their heart and soul into the game because they see these figureheads of the community trying hard, wanting to win, enjoying mm -hmm. the game, making content. And it's just an endless, it's like a cycle of life almost, I think is the best way to put it. But when the heartbeat stops from the creation standpoint, we use Jeff Kaplan's terminology, that entire cycle of life for the game is broken and it feels terrible for the for the players more than anyone. Like obviously the content creators have it hard, but like it really starts to backlog for the average player and then they just quit and then eventually you just slowly yeah. die. So I think that cycle of life and that feeling of just progression is going to be back for the player base and it's just going to feel better overall um, because now we know, like I think it's safe to say at this point, the dark ages, now there could be more down the line. Like I'm still unsure about like the long, long-term success mm -hmm. of Overwatch, of Overwatch 2 because there's still everything to be proven. Yep. But at least in the shorter term going forward, that heartbeat has come back, and I think eventually you'll start to see the player base come back as well and enjoy that. I, I have a question. My... Go ahead, Flats. And, and I know Sim knows the answer, so I kind of want to like lob it up to him. Overwatch used to have a lot of heartbeats. Remember back in the day, there was tons. There was Moon Moon, there was XQC, there was Seagull. There was a lot of things, right? And I think one of the things you just made a good point of is we actually don't have anyone kind of like that anymore, except maybe Super. I think Super's probably Super, the last yeah. one who's like both a pro and a content creator. And something most people can look at and they have a goal and like right like why and, and this is the question i actually kind of posed with Emon one time or actually he posed it to me more or less what we were just talking about why do people play overwatch right now like if you're a gm player right like like you know like when we just queue up a ladder right our games have, like so we used to have 10 queues like 30 seconds right they've actually gotten like seven or eight minutes now yeah same and yeah. it's and i don't think it's because there's a lot of tank players queuing I think it's the opposite. I think it's everything no else point. has come down. Why would people queue Overwatch and be good at Overwatch right now? There's no well, reason. There isn't because there's no tier two anymore because the whole Overwatch League like moving over, which means there's also near no tier three. There's no open division. There's probably not many teams scrimming. There's probably not even many teams at this point. Um, I think that the the experimental tournament was nice. I know Monkey Bubble. Uh, did their women empowerment tournament, which was awesome. You know, it, it was like they had lots of like, we, like it's the community is kind of like pushing these. But like, why does a player play the game right now? There's the people who maybe just play with friends, right? Once in a while, but those are very casual. 
is the players that just solo keys they don't play anything else like that's just overwatch is their game and they're holding on for dear life and there's typically people that wanted to get good at the game because they wanted to be the next pro they wanted to be the next content creator they wanted to be like when i was first getting into overwatch the first twitch streamer i ever watched and ever like like was like holy shit i that, i like this guy was xqc at first overwatch like before he even got into overwatch league because i had swapped over to overwatch and i was starting to watch like pros and stuff like that and i was like oh like what is this game like you know like what does this game look like to good players because i was gm on console but i was a former siege pro my controller skills was just unbelievable so i just mechanic my way to, to gm on console because it's a very different environment you know what i mean like there's no like super pro strats or anything like that i literally just out mechanic to people and i was like when i got to pc i ran into a wall and i was like holy shit this game is <laughs> and that's when i started like you know watching content that's like i started watching jane because jane was just starting his like his come up when like he started doing like the you know the reviews and stuff like that and i started watching those like crazy and those those all ballooned to a couple million views at the time but i watched the shit out of like tons of stuff to like start to learn and i remember watching some xqc because he was a content creator and a, a pro and was amazingly good at the game i was like holy shit i'd love to be like kind of like that guy you know and like get really good at the game and also like have a good stream and stuff like that and then obviously over time like there were still more like seagull was one you know like there was people that everyone everyone looked to in the overwatch community that would stream and play games all the time and you always had someone to watch you always had someone to tune into and everyone had someone they could relate to yeah right now there's not many you know what i mean you want to know why so, i think that is why is that this, might, this might be a curve this might be a curveball it's because the skill to reward curve in the game is broken because what used mm -hmm. to give value in overwatch was proactive plays big players making big plays right but when that gets cut off this is kind of like what came first the chicken or the egg conversation right when that gets cut off with heroes like brig or Risa sigma being changed the way they are where you just kind of exist on the heroes the good players like the xqc's super sticks with it good good on him that dude's he's he quite literally is super because that's what he does is incredible mm -hmm. um who else like even seagull what it would like you have all these like guys coming back at least in 2020 and saying the game was that great because you had to be proactive to get rewarded there wasn't a hero that rewarded you for just existing passively like brigida that was like super strong and played consistently so when you get that into the game those swing streamers like xqc and like tim and like a lot of these other people who used to have these pop-off moments that silosa talked about svb on the last episode now those pop-off moments are worth jack shit. And the mid-fight of the game is compromised. So like why, and this is what I've said since I was in Contenders, the way that we designed Overwatch 1 directly went against Overwatch League success, Contender success, everything, because the heroes that we designed and the comps that we got put in the game crunched the skill floor and the skill ceiling together. And when you do that, your product loses its longevity. So why would a streamer, especially a high-level player, when games like Valorant are coming out, games like Apex are coming out, games like Warzone are coming out, which are all fun games, they're all great, fun games that have reward curves that actually get you your time back. And I said this in the last podcast too. The most valuable thing to your average consumer and human being, it's not money, it's time. And when you break your skill to reward curve with unfun mechanics and heroes that reward you for nothing, you're wasting a consumer's time. And they're going to realize that and say, my time is better put elsewhere. And slowly but surely what's going to happen is you're going to lose the soul of your product, which is what happened. That's why all those guys don't play. That's why your tank queues are eight minutes, XQC's queuing 30 minutes just for a double shield game and logs off. He wants to play Winston. He wants God, to play Ryan. That. That so, so why sad. can Brig just exist? And I know people in low ranks so, don't deal with this, but you know, that's the big core issue. I don't want to ramble, but go ahead, SB. 
Hey guys, SCB here. Just going to quickly interrupt this episode of the Group Up Podcast to say that if you're enjoying this content, then please do consider signing up for my Patreon to support me directly. It's really amazing because it allows me to keep making content like this carefree, regardless of how many views Overwatch does or doesn't get. I know no one likes sellout ads, but chances are if you've listened till this far in, then you're at least somewhat enjoying the content. So please do consider at least leaving a like, a subscribe, and a comment underneath the video on YouTube. It really does help. But that's it for me. Now back to the discussion. No, no. So here's my question. I got two kind of related questions. One is, from whatever we've seen of the Overwatch 2 5v5, and the pros will probably have their opinions now that they can't tell us for a bit, but we've kind of seen some glimpses of it a bit more fraggy, a bit more deathmatchy. I think Space was it who described it as it feels like COD. One, first question, will that shift to a more deathmatchy, fraggy, individualistic style of game help bring back those pop-off moments that you're talking about, Sam, and help bring back those players who feel individually empowered? And two, will this current roadmap that we've got, closed beta or closed alpha, closed beta, open beta, and the gradual release of heroes, Sojourn now, a few maps now, will that bring the casual player in? So the two ends, will it bring those players in, do you think, what we're getting currently? I'm going to take um, it okay, yeah, first, because Bogra hasn't spoken in a while. Mm-hmm. I think that they are headed for a more deathmatch death of you, for sure. And I think the fact that there's only one tank now, kind of, like, how do I say it? A lot of the comps in this game are revolved not around supports necessarily or DPS. It's always around the two tanks. Like the tank tanks are really strong in their own way. Yes, f- playing main tank is really bad. It feels really bad. But off tank, I would say is probably the strongest and the, like the most. It has the most carry potential. Like off tank is crazy. And and the main tank and the off tank, they said the whole meta. You know, they they like. If you're playing Orisa Sigma, well, you're playing Double Shield. If you're playing Ryan Zar, you're playing Rush, probably. If you're playing Winston Zar, you're playing Double Bubble, probably. If you're playing this, yeah. And removing one tank, I think it kind of removes the fact that uh, that now the tanks don't really... Maybe, maybe it will, but I feel like comps are not going to be as important as, you know, for example, individual skill in Overwatch 2. I think that's what they're building towards too. I think that's even if you look at the maps, which I really like in Overwatch 2, because in my opinion, Overwatch 1 has really bad maps. Like I think 90% of maps in Overwatch 1 are just garbage. They are so badly designed because you have most of the time one choke and only one way to flank. And like the one way of flanking is just dog shit. In optimal. In optimal, yeah. Like you have only a few maps that were OG that were actually good. And every new map has been horrible, like like horrible. Rialto's okay. Yeah, yeah, Rialto's fine, but still, you know, Rialto still has suffered. Rialto's that... second dose. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Rialto still yeah. suffers, you know, like, when I'm playing a map, I don't want to feel like I'm going to the nine circles of hell, you know, like, that is a, like, you have Rialto first Rata. point, which is fun, and then second point, Sometimes yeah. you just get stuck on the bridge. That's it. Yeah. You can't do anything. I can't do anything. There's against a good team that caught us in a in a bad position. They just sit on the windows and I cannot push past the bridge without dying. Like we can't you know rotate. It's impossible. Yeah. I think something interesting for that would be if you have you can set up secondary flanks, but make them go very long around the time. Because I remember you we used to do this in Goat's Meta a lot, Boger, where like yeah. you would hard stuff a point. And so, like, if the team wants to take the safer, longer route, the cost of that comes from their time bank. 
yeah, because they're rotating course. and wrapping longer. So you can take the safe option to cross the bridge, but it's going to cost your time bank. And I wish more maps had designed like that, but continue. Sorry, I didn't want to cut you off. But the issue mm -hmm. is, again, like it works in a professional setting in a team environment but in the rank you don't have that i cannot make five people three of which are out of voice chat and two of which are playing some random hero and uh like calling my mercy player trash or some shit or trash talking me for no reason even though i have 500 sr above them i i can't make them rotate with me because they're too egoistical and that's normal that is normal okay i don't want to make it like it's an overwatch only issue it's an issue for every online game it's just yeah. how it is yeah. okay it's just how it is that, and it feels point. really bad. It feels horrible. It feels it's so bad. It's not solvable either, by the way. You can't right. solve it. And it's just how it is. Because people, like, online, they're just assholes most of the time. You can't so, solve yeah. it, but you can mitigate it, right? That's you can mitigate it, of course. But you're mitigating it by making the game revolve a lot less around playing with a team and a lot less around compositions. Like, in League, compositions are important. I've played a bit of League last year. and But I can still pick just random heroes and win my game like that's it you know like you can do it in overwatch as well but like composite like in apex for example i can queue up any hero in apex as long as i have good aim even if my abilities are shit i can still win my ranked game you know maybe not at the highest level yeah. like there's a big difference you know league as well but in a, an average level or like almost close to highest level you, you can still do it you can queue up with some random hero and still win the game and it feels rewarding it feels rewarding because winning because Skill. And I think that's what they're focusing on in Overwatch 2. You wanna yep. you want you wanna have your players feel rewarded because it you especially if you're a low-ranked player, you, you don't even know how to do rotations correctly. So you have you're just stuck forever. Uh, even GM losing. players. Even GM players <laughs> yeah. don't know. Even I don't know sometimes what the fuck mm -hmm. I'm supposed to do. I'm just lost. You know, mm -hmm. like I'm looking at the enemy team. They play Big Z. Echo Mercy just going. Yeah, Echo Mercy. Yeah, yeah they play. Yeah, they have Yasna on Fargo Mercy, no, and God. I can't do shit. The EU you know, trauma, the EU trauma. yeah, yeah, I can't do anything, and it feels really, really, really bad. So I, I, some people are gonna disagree, but I like the fact that they're going more deathmatch and less <laughs> team oriented because I want to feel. I want to like. I want to enjoy the game. I don't want to always depend on my team. Of course, I don't always depend on my team. I can still queue up Winston. And like last season, I queued up Winston. I got 65% win rate, got to 4.5 and just stopped playing. Because I can do it. Because I'm exceptional at Winston. But it's like 0.01% of players. You can't expect that from everyone. And I can't do it on any other hero except Winston. Because I'm really good at Winston, you know? But I want to play other heroes as well. I want to play Reinhardt without getting fucked in the ass every game. You know, I am not LH Cloudy. I can't pull off what he does, even though yeah. I can win against him sometimes in a normal match, a comp v comp, but I cannot do what he does with flanking and killing everyone, because that's not my playstyle. I can win a 1v1 Ryan against him in a normal rush v rush, but I can't go around and kill the backline. I don't know how to fuck to do it, but he can do what I do on Winston as well, you know? Yep. But I want to be able to do it with most heroes. I want my mechanics to carry the game in a way, you know? I want to be... Ha I want to have more... You know, carry potential. That's really good. You want to feel, right? like you wanna feel yes. the power in your own game. And Overwatch okay. also brings maps that are good in a way. From what I've seen from the maps, obviously, I really like how they're designed in a way. Because I watched the reveal and I watched some of the, you know, more like some of the screenshots more deeply. And from what I've seen, they rarely have big ass 
corridors where there's no way to hide and you just have to push through them like uh Rialto or Havana. you know uh second point Rialto uh fuck I'm sorry Havana and second point Havana. Rialto or Junkertown and uh they don't have these oh, things uh, every always... TCP map really? not only TCP map almost all of the maps they've released recently recently last five years four years um have been like that there's huge open areas where snipers just mm -hmm. dominate and you need to play really well as a team to push past them but if your team is not willing to it's really hard and you can't really carry because if i'm playing a tank i have nowhere to flank i like i feel stuck most of the time and i from what i've seen in Overwatch 2 the maps have a lot of verticality and they also have a lot of corridors where you can hide you have a lot of uh, cover there's a lot that's good it reminds me of quake in a way and it's really good and it feels really good to look at these maps and actually see so many possible ways to go around it and i think it'll be a lot more satisfying you know i will feel a lot more in control i will not feel like i i lost the game because the enemy team had kevster on widowmaker uh on uh, havana i lost the game because i was not playing in cover enough in a way because yeah it's easy you to play yourself cover yeah, that's I like that. A lot of a lot of people are gonna be like, no, uh, game bad. But I I a lot of the times blame myself for my losses. But when I queue up Junkertown in an open map, I can't feel like you know, I, I just feel like it's out of my control sometimes. But here with Overwatch 2, the way they've made it, and also another thing, because Samitu said I think it was Samitu or Flats. I I've been ranting for so long I forgot. <laughs> they talked about how you know you get uh, don't. Don't get reward for your skills because the heroes they keep releasing are heroes that reward uh, just existence. And that's really bad game design. It's not only boring to play, but it's boring to play against. So who is these who are these characters made for? Boring to learn. Too. It's boring to watch, you know? A lot of the times you see How do you play Winston in today's meta? How do you play Winston in this meta? Mm -hmm. You flank a lot. You just flank. You just try to kill them. Like, not you don't play with your team. You fuck your team. They can fuck yeah. off. You know, I don't care. Yeah, I'm. Them, yeah. I'm not like you. Like your your Winston's different. Like you're like cloudy. It's different. My way I play Winston is I sit there and absorb damage till have nano. You know how terrible yeah. that is. I am just awful. flanking. I'm just flanking. I feel like a tracer. I feel like I'm a tracer, and I'm just going around the map and just trying to kill their backline. But I can't kill their backline if they're playing brings in. Anyways, what I'm trying <laughs> to say is, what I'm trying to say is that these characters are just bad character design and they're horrible character design because they're not made for anyone they're made for the casuals that don't want to invest in learning these characters you know like they don't want to invest in learning the game to get good which is okay because every game has easy characters to play the issue becomes when these easy characters become meta because league for example uh has really easy characters to learn but these characters are rarely the most dominant character because that becomes boring it becomes boring you you always want your characters with the highest skill ceiling to always be the best if you can play them at their utmost potential. And that feels fulfilling during Tracer meta, during Dive meta. It felt fulfilling to be a good Tracer player. And now, or, or it felt fulfilling to be a good Zen player back then because you don't have Genji. great to talk Genji, example. you know. Yeah, yeah. But now you cannot outplay them in any way. You cannot play them course but they're if they're actually good at the game they won't allow you to because yeah. for you to outplay a brigitte you need to go and you need to dash you need to bait the bash and you need to do this, this but all that brigitte needs to do is hit one bash in four seconds i think it's a no six second cooldown maybe i don't remember how long the cooldown is it's eight now or eight or just whip shot you which is a the four second cooldown seconds. you know yeah. you know or or she just passively just heals all the damage you do and i what i think is good for overwatch 2 is that they're removing 
stuns. And they're also reworking some of the boring characters like Orisa, which some people are going to disagree and they're going to think that they're going to say Orisa is really fun. I disagree. I don't think Orisa is fun. I think it's a terrible character. Terrible character design, just horrible. And uh, they're reworking it. I want to see what the rework is because maybe they finally understand that these characters they've been shipping out have been inherently just boring to play and boring to watch. One key thing that I want you to focus on, maybe try to answer is, I have rarely heard, of course, there's some one tricks that, you know, claim they're the best, but I've rarely heard about the best Moira player or the best Risa player or the best Brigitte player. You know, there's some good Brig players, good Moira players, you know, of course, there's one tricks, but especially in Overwatch League, it just kind of all, you know, becomes a mist. You know, they all kind of group up together into the good Brig players and the bad Brig players, the good Moira players and the bad. There's no best, but when you go Winston, you're like, oh my god, Nero or like this guy with Gesture, they're crazy. Or Reinhardt Super is insane. Or like Genji players, this guy. Or like Tracer players, these people. These are the best Tracer so, players, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I, I agree with that point. I think that when the character doesn't necessarily have ways to show their display their skill it, it becomes a bit homogenous right like they're all playing brig because <laughs> they're all doing the brig thing but i did want i wanted to take it to flats cuz i think flats was alluding to something when he said you know uh in fact i'm i'm losing my train of thought flats you go ahead cuz i know you've been wanting to say something for a while well, i wanted to ask boger way back ago i wanted to say to him I think one of the things that is a little bit underappreciated at the moment but is going to end up being a massively appreciated thing is that ping system yeah, right. I've like, I've talked about it before. I really want the ping system because I can't say, oh, oh, team, go play in hookah because they don't know what the fuck hookah <laughs> is. What the fuck is hookah? I, I tell it to a master player and they go like, what the fuck is hookah? But if I can ping them, they go, oh, oh yes. Yeah, yeah, visual yeah. reading. It's very good yeah. in games, especially for... Actually, I was talking with Emong. I don't know if it was during our talk. Like We did a little like thing when we got the, the news, but we talked about after. Alluded to like, what if, uh, what if Overwatch had like... Kind of like, you know how like in CS and stuff like that, they have maps that will have like what are common callouts. Like, you know what I mean? Like yeah. they call yeah, like, yeah, like heaven and Yeah, yeah I wonder if Overwatch would make something similar and make it publicly available. So like new players can come in and be like, this is like very easily and very accessible. Like, oh, this is the map. And then have little locations on the map that are called certain things, you know, like, you know, for example, on Junkertown, Junkertown second, if you're attacking the window uh, above, above the mega, uh, at the first corner, like when you take second, is called heaven. Um, mm -hmm. And I cannot tell you the amount of people I said heaven, heaven, heaven. Like I was like hog peak in heaven, hog peak in heaven. And I've had my honor like turn and look at me like 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 I'm heaven or something. I'm like, dude, what? <laughs> like because up, up, up there, like what? <laughs> because <laughs> you know? these callouts are not uh, like as you said, they're not uh, accepted Universal. by the community in a whole. Like in the sense that it's between us it's our thing you know it's like in a way that it's because the map hasn't thing. been designed with a specific like have yeah exactly have it's a not a specific have a this. like like i know these callouts some of them because of my time playing professionally so even if you say heaven i know it's high ground something high ground it, something here real so, quick bugger yeah yeah, yeah, go Sam. yeah. People, in order for call outs to be a thing people have to be in voice chat yes but the ping system to finish yeah but in a way i know we've been yes we've been ranting and raving so i just want flash to finish his thought because like the the whole thing with the ping system right like I, I can tell you as a tank player my experience is terrible nowadays it's awful and and 
and I talked about it publicly for like one of the first times. I mentioned it on stream like here and there, but like first, like it made it to a YouTube video, stuff like that. Is I almost quit Overwatch twice in the last year. Um, and the, there was a couple reasons why I didn't, you know, but like realistically, though, the experience today is very different than the experience I signed up for two, three, four years ago. Right. Yeah. And I will tell you the meta on ladder nowadays is deathmatch meta and there's a lot of games you get nobody in voice or nobody talks and i actually got a game i had two games the other day that stuck out to me one we played rush v rush on king's row ryan zaria versus ryan zaria our supports played lucio bap both their support their dps played make uh cast ours played ash hanzo we're losing because they're playing together playing aggressive and calming you can tell like they were just like playing together Ours isn't, and our DPS are like, can we go double shield? I'm like, I'd honestly, I'd rather lose. Like, I'd literally I wanna, rather lose. I like, wanna go I'm and so I wanna, sick of crushing it. I want to cut off their internet cable so they can never play video games again. <laughs> when somebody says, can we go double shield? But then, but then I get blamed for not going double shield. I'm like, I, I'm not even egoing you. Like, I single-handedly won us six fights off Shatters alone this game. Like, we only pushed it in OT because I've won us six fights. What have you done? Like... You could play, you could swap and play Rush with us. Where this is the first game we're going to have to play Rush in probably weeks. You probably haven't seen Rush in months. And you could have some fun with it, but you don't want to. You want everyone else to switch, switch to you. That's number one. Number two, which is more interesting the ping system, is I had another game uh, later, like, later in the week. And I knew who, like, their other team was. They had a lot of people that, like, like to calm and talk about and ranked. And our team was, everybody was in, in voice. And I heard, like, you know, once in a while someone would talk. But, like, we were playing Rush v. Rush. And nobody wanted to talk at all. And I was like, this is why we're losing. Like, they flank or they do certain things and no one says anything. Like, we lose our bat because their cast was hiding in a corner waiting. But they didn't say anything. So, like, we walk up. We're basically there. The bat dies. I, I figure it out two or three seconds into the engagement that, wait, our bat just died. Wait, how? And then, like, it's already over. I think the ping system helped fixes that a little bit. Because even if people don't want to talk, you know, especially people that like, you know, for and this is especially valuable to regular gamers like who play every day or play any games like Valorant has a really good ping system. Apex is a really good ping system. Those players who don't want to talk or really aren't comfortable talking can still provide you useful, useful information like enemy here, uh, like uh, watching this direction, attack here or whatever it is. And you can still communicate in a nonverbal way. So it almost gives no excuse for not communicating with your team. Like, and unfortunately that's just the reality we're in is sometimes like, a lot of games, people just don't feel like talking. They'll sit in voice and they won't say anything or they don't want to be in voice at all, but they can still communicate. And that I think in my opinion will help bring the game to a new level because you'll always have a way to communicate with your teammates and you'll always have a new way to receive information from your teammates. So you should always be getting more information now because you can calm just normally, you know what I mean? Like, like for us, if you calm all the time, I know Sam calls like his hearts on the line in his Overwatch League finals half the games it's in. <laughs> I love it, but not everyone's like Sam. And this way, though, it can always be brought to the next level, and I think that's huge for everyone—for casual gamers to everyday gamers to to pro players to someone who wants to play the game every day. I can't tell you how useful it would be if I just got a ping behind and would say enemy behind and I would like turn around really quick and I know like, okay, I got to slow down for a sec because they, they're about to get flanked and they're about to die. I can't take this engagement yet. You know what I mean? And like, an actual location as well, not just like, because we yeah, have some exactly. Like, I was going like, to say, help, like the help, way we were talking about. location. Mm -hmm. Yeah, when right. you ping, I want in Overwatch 2, when you ping for 
it to tell you like a, the place like i want them to separate the map into segments and like in cs for example or valorant and when you ping i want it to showcase the segments so people learn the segments so it's easier to communicate when, mm-hmm. and also pings clear up a lot of useless comps or it they, says like, it the bottom you know what i mean yeah it just says it on the bottom when in text chat it just says uh uh, enemy in heaven or something like that. So good job, like nice, and clears up comms so you can actually talk about like, like plants or something, and it's just not random shit. Like in ranked, a lot of the times what happens is you say uh, enemy behind, but your behind is not the same behind <laughs> as your Anna's behind, and your mm-hmm. Anna gets annoyed at you and they're like, what the fuck? I just died. Why didn't you say anything? And I said enemy behind, behind where? Behind who? And I'm like, uh, behind you know. Like I like sometimes even I don't know how to call that exact position, you know. Mm-hmm. But so it's yeah, yeah, yeah. Easier if you can just ping it, and they're like behind me. Oh fuck! You know, like <laughs> yeah, it's so much. And it's, yeah, and as much as I love thinking about my honest behind, I don't want to waste unnecessary time. So, I think the ping system will really help. Sorry, that was a bad one. Um, <laughs> that one's so questionable. Wanted, really that was definitely questionable. <laughs> I mean, on a low. Um, but I want to take it. So so yeah, Sam. That the heroes, the maps. The roadmap again, just taking it back to the ordinary player. Do you think we we've spoken about how this could, you know, the death matchiness, the changes that they're making to the maps and stuff that could bring the top tier, the skill and skill reward back? Mm-hmm. What about for the average player? Will that will that bring them back to the ping system we spoke about? Will help? Would all this kind of allure them back to Overwatch? Is what we want, right? We want people to come back and play Overwatch. Um, I don't. I I feel like we sh- we could ask a better question. What I mean by that is. I think everyone's already going to come back. The question is, will they stay? That's mm. always been my big thing for Overwatch. It's like, I know for a fact everyone's going to come back and play Overwatch too. We have the most talented, like, visual people in the entire industry. Overwatch's game engine, even to this day, came out, coming out six, five, five, six years ago, still, to me, is the best one that I've seen. And you have all these beautiful cinematics uh, that I assume will come back. I think it's incredibly unlikely. Like, I don't, I, uh, we got Boger, I got Boger hype. Yes, sir. Uh, no, I assume it's incredibly likely we see those, right? Like, surely, knowing their track record with those things, they don't miss, right? People are going to come back. The question is, are they going to stay? And I think that's to be determined. I really hope that Jeff Goodman and our hero design team learn from the mistakes of how we've implemented heroes and how damaging it can be if you crunch your skill floor and your skill ceiling together for the long-term success of your product. And I think... If they learn from that, these players will come back, they will stay, the game will be fun, especially since Overwatch relies on those big pop-off moments. And I know I've had my opinions about our, our design team over the last four years that I feel like based on precedent have been pretty justified. Um, but I also think that... I think it's going to be fun to watch. That's what I'm going to say. I think it's going to be fun to watch. So I think we should just wait and see. It's going to mm. be fun to watch because our content creators are great, realistically speaking. We're pretty awesome. And play. People. And fun to play. I and think. fun to play. Like, I, yeah, of course. But people are going to start playing because the content creators are having fun. Like, it's coming yeah, down true. to the mm-hmm. economy. Like, I, I've said it before. It's really important to have content creators enjoy their game. Because then people mm-hmm. come in and they're like, oh, this guy is enjoying the game. Now I want to play Overwatch. But when you click on the stream and the guy feels <laughs> depressed and he hasn't slept in 16 hours queuing up ranked and has lost all of his SR and he hates everything and keeps repeating the same sentence, I hate this game, I hate this game. Yeah, yeah. You don't feel like It's, it's so hard to stream. I, it's so hard, dude. I also I, think like, that... Go ahead, Sam. So you, to, to cope with it and just try to make it entertaining whatsoever, I started a thing where every time I tilt, it's a dollar to UK Children's Hospital. 
which is because I would have died as a baby if they didn't save my life. So now you now you dumbasses have to deal with me. You're gonna get you're gonna be broke. Hey, I'm only at. Thirteen dollars. <laughs> I'm only at thirteen dollars. So really? Far. Wait, how much? How did you start? Someone it? came into my chat yesterday. Said you were on twenty five. You think my chat can count? Like, come That's on. True. Like, That's true. <laughs> when did you start it? When did you start it? That's awesome. A uh, day and a half ago. Well, honestly, like it's been. Mo it's the the main tilt sure comes in when. Yeah, no, no. Uh, oh, okay. But no, so so the, the main tilt comes in. I'm popping off, gapping a team, and they swap double shield, bat, brig, and then you just see my roll's value immediately go to. Like, you see me make all the right plays. You see me make all the right plays. I explain why they're good plays, how I've cornered them, how I've controlled the map, how I've done all these things. Drone. Brig no, survives on point because she's got a tank health pool. It's Rally, so lose, and OT. It's, it's, it's just awful. But it yeah, that, so that's awful. the main tilt thing. I'm just going to say... 15 seconds. So awful. Again, yeah, the go, same go, go. thing against Sumito. I'm playing Winston. The enemy team is like, let's go Winston. They go, I rolled them for three minutes. You're better. They, go, you're better. they go Briggs then. They go double shield. And then they just say, GG main tank if. And I want to literally <laughs> and, and you know what's crazy about that? They haven't even made any big plays to stop you. They've just picked they just some kits. And that is so shit to play. And that, that shit. Is shit. That is a point right. worth emphasizing, I think, because that is a part of what we're moving away from, right? That philosophy. Because I do think a lot of people cling on to the whole counter-picking thing. That it was, it was a core philosophy or what, it, right? It, was it, like, it, it skips, this counter-picking skips the means. Because yeah. if you want to counter-pick, you should still have to be smarter, better, outperform. Yeah. But these abilities at their skill floor do it for the players, which is just Fucking well, it has to be it has to be a soft corner, right? Not a hard counter. Yeah, that's yes. different. It can't like, be. Yeah, like exactly. hero, you can't pick this hero. Like, like for I example, I pick this hero and then I do this to counter to... cast real quick. Yes. Like to counter yeah, cast exactly. back in the day. Yes, I, that's what yeah, I wanted to say. Go. I would yeah. pick Genji, right? Like back in the day, I picked Genji. Did I have an inherent advantage over that player? No. I'd have to use position in a spot, set up pre-fight to corner him. Yep. Close the distance actually use bait him into my deflect i would have to set up my ability to succeed and that was my skill as a player not yep. i drag and strike a team that's cornered and the bat presses e in a fucking corner and i'm useless yeah and like the, like it's just awful go ahead flats the, the way i think about it right like it's kind of like to set two bars like so the cast player is like right here your your genji is right here right so like they're pretty mm. much the same but you'll because you understand your hero really well you can play it really well even if they play it really well you have to make the plays to still kill them, right? Like mm -hmm. there has to, there it, it is like on on all uh, encompassing terms, like a soft counter. Like it's it's mm -hmm. you pick that hero to have a really good chance to beat to have a chance to beat them higher than the pick, pick you're currently on, but you must still perform the mm -hmm. hard counter, which is why I try to because people sometimes go like, oh, this counter is this. I go, no, that's wrong. Like a soft counter, yes, it's a good pick. But it should not auto-beat it. Brig auto-beat Tracer. Mm -hmm. You'd have, like, Dante getting smoked by Masters Brig players. players yeah, it just should never they happen. they just picked the hero, and they'd hit someone once, so they'd have Inspire, so they couldn't die for 12 seconds, you know? I mean, like, mm -hmm. obviously, it was, like, only six, but, like, you know, their health pool and how long they stayed alive and their shield. Mm -hmm. But if they got close, bashed, swing, boom, one tap. Like, yeah. like, as long as they had fingers, they could do that. And, like, it didn't matter how good the best player was, you just lost. Even that now. That is terrible. Like, even that is... now, it's still true. Yeah. To like... less of a degree, but it's still no, true. But exactly. But the, the Brig is armor and, like, just existing in the shield, whip shot, keeping the, oh, the heel always up. That's a super hard counter, and that's awful. 
what it should be is if you're like, okay, this tracer is destroying us. I swap Brig. I now have a slightly better chance of dealing with her, but I have to know how to play Brig. If I don't know how to play Brig, I can't just pick up the hero and all of a sudden beat you. Because if that's how it works, then it's terrible. Because that doesn't matter how many hours you put into that tracer. If another player just picks that hero and they beat you with no skill involved and no time investment and no skill investment or whatever that's toxic and terrible for the game and like that's kind of where we're at right now we and we need to get away from it it, it just yeah. feels unfulfilling it's like kind of like it's not pay to win but it, it feels the same way because if i have a thousand hours in this certain game and then this guy who has a lot of money comes in and just buys all the good stuff and destroys me in a 1v1 because he has better stuff not because he played better not because he had more experience than me but just because he had the right credit card, you know? And it, yeah, like, it, it, it's not the exact same, but it's the same feeling. The same feeling of, like, if I am playing a tank and, uh, like, Winston, and I'm rolling the enemy backline because their Ana keeps missing the sleep darts or their cast keeps missing the flash or, like, their whatever, whatever, whatever. I keep outplaying them, and they just mm. say, well, okay. And they just go Briggs in, and I just lose. I That's it, you know? That's it. That's over. And... It's so, so, so boring because now I'm forced into a position where I can try really, really hard to win the game. And no matter how hard I I will probably lose the game. I really need to go Super Saiyan to win the game. As, and if the enemy team is actually good, if they are actually good Briggs End players, not just random master players, I would just lose <laughs> the game. I just, I lose. There's nothing I can do. And it feels so, so, It's because so our heal range is so good. Not only that, she just yeah. out heals my damage, and she, if I try to go mm -hmm. in, I just die, and the Discord and just kills by, me. And by the hero doing it, it's not the player doing it either, just it's yeah, passive. It's just the hero. People don't know this too. Brig has more heal per second on an individual target than Mercy and Lucio combined at base. If she packs and, them as Inspire Up, it's more than both of those heroes combined. It's just, it, it's broken. It's and broken. And if I go for a Primal and I try to juggle so, the enemy Zenyatta, I'm sorry, Isabel, I'll just finish. No, no, let's go ahead. And if I just juggle the enemy Zen and they have an Ana, I can play around the Ana. You can space in between Zen. the two and yeah, block exactly. the healing. I, I have a lot of things can't do I that can with do. Brig. But with Brigitte, if I try to juggle the Zen, I feel like pulling out my hair because she can just keep fighting, turn around for one second, throw a pack, and then the Zen will not die. Even if though, even I can I can sit there and I can juggle him perfectly for 10 seconds straight, triple, double juggle. I can go in. Okay, so I can. Okay, guys, this is the plan now. <laughs> this is the plan. Listen, this is the plan. Nano boost me. I'm gonna go in. I'm gonna go on top. I'm gonna zap a bit. Then I'm gonna land. Melee cancel to deal 80 damage minimum. And then I'm gonna primal to do an animation cancel. I can instantly melee again. And then I'll do a double juggle into them and juggle, juggle again. And. It doesn't matter because no, my combos don't matter because I need to put so much thought, but then the Brigitte just goes. So she just exists against you. And so, I stand by this. Do you so guys know why the game? Go, go ahead, SPB. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, Bogar. I hate to cut you off because I know what you're saying is valid. But here's my question to you because a lot of people are going to be listening to this and going to say, okay, so you have like, you know, near zero faith in the balance team. With that as a starting wow. point, what makes you think that, or you have, you know, certainly your, your faith has been hurt. What makes you think then it's going to be better with 5v5 beta Overwatch 2? Like, what is it that you're seeing that you're like, yeah, that should be, that should be better. That won't happen. Both they admitted mistakes. Uh, they actually said they're removing a lot of CC. And they actually said they're reworking kind of some of the characters that have this issue. And I think that's really good. I think it's really important. I think the main issue here is 
like, of course, Brigitte does a lot of healing, but also CC, and we've talked about it a lot of, I'm sure you've talked about this every single podcast, but this game has so much CC, it's so unfulfilling, it's so boring. It's so, mm. like, and the CC, CC in this game, in any game, like, it's just core game design. It needs <laughs> to not be a point-and-click adventure. It, you need to actually hit your CC. Like, like I know Flashbang is a bad example because, you know, you have a big range. I think you should have a lower range. But Sleep Dart is a great CC. See, like, it never feels unfair to, to get destroyed by Sleep Dart. Never, never. I, mm, like, never. I can be really angry. I can have a 10-game lose streak. But if I get slept, I know it's my fault. That's it, yeah, you know? Mm -hmm, yeah. If I get bashed by Brigitte or if I get booped, because what happens when you die for a break is she boops you away. Hey, you Bogar, bogar. Let's let's yeah, leave Brig alone. Let's leave okay, Brig alone yeah, for a whatever. moment. It's not me for once. Let's go. Yeah, yeah but it's just uh, like they right, said bro. they're changing it, and that's really important. So good. Yeah, you want to tell them about our experience it. the other day when I popped primal on you? That was <laughs> uh, when I bashed you and you instantly exploded. Yes, <laughs> but I want to make a point about the beta and and to answer SBB's question a little bit. Yeah, I just bashed flats and he instantly died from a thousand health. <laughs> thousand HP zero, just like that in one second. So. I have a couple concerns about 5v5, and these are all hunches, right? One, I'm worried support is going to be awful except for Brig. And here's why. Another tank soaking up damage is it helps these backlines sustain, especially with a lot of the big sustainabilities in the game. I'm really scared that support as a role might just get fucking run over by hypermobility. Aside from Brig, ironically. Two... Uh, oh my god, I'm not gonna brain fart, am I? Well, actually, I, I while I can give you a second to actually jumpstart because I'm kind of like yeah, in the go, same go, boat. Go, 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 go. I think that damage over so damage overall is gonna be a lot lower in five v five, right? Like, like the other tank actually puts out a lot of damage, and, it, and in turn is a lot of healing, right? So like, there's gonna be a lot less ultimates across the board, right? So like, to your point about supports, I'm I wonder if um like how are they going to balance some of these these roles right like for example ana uh bap bap actually bap maybe be a little bit better because it's a, like kind of dpsy but especially something like ana or even mercy something or moira which is very heal heavy you know like ana can do other things and has good abilities but like if the tanks don't need as much healing because like you have two supports on one tank and your dps need like you know the, the sufficient amount of healing they currently have as we currently see in, in the live version running, Brig Zen is a, is a very powerful comp in GM. Shows that even in two tanks, you don't need that much healing as long as the tanks can kind of keep themselves alive and not feed too hard. Yeah. I, I wonder, like, you know, is the support role going to need to become more fraggy and more, like, active as opposed to more, like, raw healing? And is that going to, like, you know, is that going to throw people off? I think it should become more slippery. Uh, maybe I'm wrong. Right, Slippery, but not CC, because I think like I think the reason so much CC exists, right? Like like the the reason supports had CC is because the double tanks, right? Like like tanks walking over to supports and you couldn't do anything. Like they needed to have a way out. They needed sleep. They need anti. They need bash. You know, they needed guardian angel to escape. But like I think guardian angels is a good example. Of something like to escape as opposed to like like not nah, double down and like fuck you. Like I'm, I'll take uh, the battle and I'll win. You know, like I I, I kind of wonder. I think perma stealth needs to go. I don't. I don't like perma stealth. I think that's dangerous. Like having heroes like that, where GA would just kind of be useless, right? Because you, they're just per, they're perma stealth. She tags you. You're fucked, right? But I think as well when we talk about CC, I don't even think flashbang is a huge problem. I think the fan, the hammer behind the flashbang, is the problem. 
it's a like, combination. It's it's a, a, it's when there's CC plus insane additional utility. Yeah. To the characters because Anna only has the nade, and if she uses both her sleep and nade, she's diveable. Brig has her bash, but all the passive value she also does. Hmm. Cass, in a way, I think honestly should have his flashbang. I think Cass flashbang is incredibly important to mitigating a lot of the slippery heroes. The problem, though, is that the fan is too easy to hit to follow up with on top of many other CCs. Like, what, for example, when we complained about CC, I was pissed when they nerfed Shatter. Shatter wasn't the problem, right? Because Shatter was Ryan's... That was like... That version of his CC was his trump card. This is my all-in. I hit this or I don't. If I don't, we're fucked, and it takes skill to land, right? So yep. they need the downtime. But for some of the other heroes, like Sigma's Rock... He's got grasp, he's got his shield, and he's got his poke. So he doesn't really need that CC. But when you add it to the other things, it becomes problematic. So if you're going to have that level of CC, I don't think it's a problem. But if you miss it, you need to be in serious trouble. And that's yeah. what Sleep Guard is. That's what Shatter is. Because the heroes past that point don't have uptime. Because the Overwatch used to be push and pull. 5v5 doesn't solve that either. Hero design does. So that's why I'm really concerned, and that's why SVB, I'm trying to keep this on subject, it's too soon to tell. Mm, yeah. So what I really want to see from Blizzard, like, I, I think Cassidy needs his flashbang. He needs it. He's going to be dog shit without it. I can tell you right now. I would rather see Cass, and to credit Wanted, keep the flashbang, lose the fan to open up the door for tank play against him, but reward the shots, right? Like, I, I don't think that the Flash is the big problem. It's every other part of the utility where we're trying to balance gets around where they just do more on top of it. And I think I'm really nervous about hypermobility. That's all I'm going to say. That's, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure. But I think, sorry, the, I think in general, no, no, no. It was, you actually stayed far more on topic than we've been doing a lot of this time. So uh, kudos to you. But what, what I was going to say, I think there's not infinite but near infinite ramifications that are going to come because i think overwatch is like such an intricate game where like you take one thing and you change it and it has like a million knock-on butterfly effects and i think mm -hmm. there's not only what will what will be done when you lose one tank and one single player in the game but there's all the additional things that brings lack of ult charge for example right and it's like well now tanks can delineate their roles so it's like okay well i'm main tank i do this you're off tank you do that but in a world where they both have to do the same job, like, do they all have to be able to do this? Do they all have to be able to do that? What about certain heroes that are there to tank bust? What's going to happen to them? So one thing, I mean, I I expect the game to be broken or something to be wildly off in some form. And I think, I hope the community is too. I hope that we're kind of <laughs> ready for wild crap and maybe a long time before that even gets sane. Yeah. 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 Here's a point, though. Mm-hmm. The people that beat the war drums of balance will be much quieter if there's a constant stream of content. Yes. As long as stuff isn't game-breaking, Apex is a good example, where they release uh, Seer, it was game-breakingly broken. They had a nerf him twice, and they did it within two and a half weeks. First one came out in a week. nerfs, and she's still dominating the game. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I feel like they had to go immediately to make sure it wasn't broken, and then they work from there. However, though, Apex has its own problems balance-wise. You know, people talk about Jimmy being so strong, but it's only a high-level strong. It's like kind of like Brig, but like not nearly as oppressive. It's just like just very strong, and they don't really know what to do with it. I get that. But as long as they keep a, a constant stream of content, 
you know, new guns, new heroes, whatever it is. And I think if we have something the same, whether it's new heroes, whether it's new maps, new game modes, which I wonder, I, I really hope and wonder if there's like new game modes that are on the way and they kind of like want to phase out or change the way some of the old ones work because the one of the things they I think say, of is in 5 e yeah, I mean, the 2CP is going to go away, right? And like, like, Push is great, by the way. I played it yeah. in 2019. It was it, The tempo is really, really fun and healthy. Continue. Sorry. Yeah. Remember. And uh, like in 5v5, like like objective stuff is going to be a little bit tougher, right? Like who who goes on objective right now? Like it's like mostly either your off tank or one of your supports because like the DPS need angles. One of your tanks needs to hold space, if not both. Um, and in the current meta, in today's thing, Briggs Zen got to go take high ground, so they're like hard to get to, and it, it only one or two people can get there at a time, and they can duel those and beat them. So like, who sits on cart? You know, a lot of times, that's actually kind of a hard question to answer. And I wonder if the flow of Overwatch is going to be a little bit tough to be look towards like new different types of game modes. And like, I think push is like a decent, you know, example from like what we saw is like, you know, it, it it's like a lot of deathmatch, but it's like constantly moving and it's constantly flowing and you're fighting for map control because you have to like push into their territory, mm. kind of like escort, but like they can also push you back, you know? And it's like, there's all these crazy like concepts that could work and like have as the game flows, but that's the key. If there's always stuff coming, even like the stuff, as long as it's not game breaking, like underlying problems will just be an annoyance as opposed to a, this is fucking us because something else comes out and people are satisfied and they have something fun to do and something new to play and you know it'll probably affect the pros and the highest level people the most but those lower levels those casuals those uh you know everyday gamers maybe like just play in the lower ranks all the way like you know like uh, even up to like diamond dish like people that just play the game every day it's not going to affect them nearly as hard because they don't put in as many hours as those top players but that's okay because we'll have stuff to hold on to like yeah, they're they, but they don't hate the game. They love the game, so they're gonna watch content. They're gonna watch Overwatch League. They're so like even if we're suffering a little bit with a balance <laughs> of somewhere, we'll still be getting other benefits from somewhere else. So not everyone's melting down. It's like yeah, okay, like this hero is a little strong, and like it kind of is annoying to play against. And I'd like something done, but it's even though it's not anything getting done, we're getting a new hero next month, and that's gonna bring a bunch of content, and like we'll be able to farm a bunch of content off of that. And it will go in Overwatch League, and Overwatch League is going to make more money because it's going to have more viewership, which means in turn the teams can play can pay more because they're getting more revenue come in, which means the players make more, has a more healthy tier two scene, and everyone keeps moving. So like, I go like, it got to be care like you know like I I I am yeah. I am one of those people I'm not totally sure on the balance thing. I think here's my my last sense about balance. I think that they didn't understand tanks because tanks are one of the hardest things to balance because you can change a support change and it changes the tank meta. And that was yeah. one of the things that was hardest to explain to the dev team. And it's not like, they're not dumb. You know what I mean? Like, they, they are intelligent individuals. It's just like, you know, it's hard to, to, to please everybody. And I feel like they were trying to please everybody at once. And they would do something like, for example, when Ryan got nerfed. Remember Ryan got his big Giga Chad buff? And it was really strong for like three weeks. And then they got rid of that, which, to be honest with you, was, that was kind of sad. Um, hey, which but, one? We, we got, got like 85, 85 hammer swing, the extra yeah, 85 armor. hammer swing, 550 HP. Well, like Rush was like no, really well, heavy on meta on oh, the ladder they for a while. It. And then after a month or like after some while, Rush started becoming meta because people were like, wait, we can play Rush now. And then yeah. they just nerfed it. And it was like, okay, but what? You know, yeah, exactly. Like, everyone was super did. happy. Yeah, go. They nerfed, they nerfed not only the HP, so Ryan was squishy again, they also nerfed BAP which BAP was part of the key to keeping that alive. 
because Bap, even with oh, the 10 the less healing per second, could keep double a shield oh, alive, no problem. One. The extra 10 healing of Bap, plus the extra HP of Ryan, is what kept Rush strong and was able to be played against double shield because double shield couldn't poke it down in time because the extra HP, the extra healing, Ryan could make it there. And the the the, the, the explanation I always give is imagine we're balancing a game where we're, where it's an open field game and it's a 1v1 like fighting, right? And one guy who's dominating the game has a sniper. And the least powerful hero is a guy with a sword, right? The sniper keeps beating the guy with the sword because they're sitting in an open field. And instead of buffing the amount of like health the guy the sword has or the speed to get there, they made the sword do more damage. Like, what <laughs> yeah. the fuck are you? What, what are you smoking, dude? Like that's clearly not the problem, you know? And it's like what well, makes it worse? Dude, the sniper also had a better sword. <laughs> like you know, like the problem is like. It, it, Double Shield has still to this day the best sustainability well, in yeah. the game. So yeah, I think I think to the original point that Pat's made. I want to say one thing. Okay, I really important to emphasize when I played professionally and I quit. It was Double Shield and like this bullish Brigitte Zen composition was meta. Then I played for a year and a half without playing professionally, and I played professionally again just for a little bit with friends. It was again that was the meta. I quit. It's a year and a half since then, and it's still the same meta, and I just don't know what to say. Well, it this is, is exactly what I was going to allude to, which is that, which is that there, in the grand scheme of things, we'll always complain about something. I'm sure, mm -hmm. fellas, we'll get in a call, and we'll find something to be annoyed about, and something that's bothering us and, and raging the hell out of us in our games. But as mm -hmm. Flats talked about, you know, with Apex, you know, they... They have their complaints and, and those entitled babies, they don't get a new hero for like a month and they're like, what is this? No new content. So there will always be, I mean, there's a, look at every game, Valorant, they complain, even Starcraft 2, they complain about like, oh, you didn't change the balance, you didn't do this. So there will always be something, but I think what Flats alluded yeah. to is a good point, which is that as long as things are at least moving, I think feeling like something is off with the balance combined with staleness is what obviously really, really causes us to lose our minds. So having yeah. that shifting thing will be good, and that's what should hopefully bring a change. And I, so what my next question is going to be, and I'm going to lead off an answer already, is that a lot of people have already said, well, we're just getting one hero, though. It's Sojourn, and we were supposed to get loads of new heroes. The beta. Will the beta feel that much different? What I'll say to that is, well, firstly, this is just the first stage. Secondly, I actually think people are underestimating the feel of, a, of the changes that are going to come in that... It's one thing to comprehend physically, like, oh, yes, they're going 5v5, and the, and the visuals look, the UI looks different, and the sounds are different, and the thing, like, there's a few feel elements reworks that they've too. said. Yeah, and reworks, right? So there's the, there's the one element of, like, understanding, yeah, I know the Bastion is different now, but it's a whole different thing playing it and getting into exactly. the game and being like, oh, oh, Bastion does that now, or, you know, Doomfist is a tank now, or the sound is different, or the UI is different. So mm -hmm. that, I think people are really underestimating what the freshness of that will be. Can I elaborate with, as well? Go ahead, Semido. Sorry, you, you, actually, you can finish your point. I don't want to cut you no, off. No, no, I was just going to say, coupled with the fact that this is just the first step, so there will be more heroes. Let, let, let me just say this. Even in 2019, I was, I, I, so I played Overwatch 2 at BlizzCon 2019. Push replacing 2CP as a game mode in and of itself completely changes the flow of the game, and it's way more fun. Even in 6v6 back in the day, right after they implemented roll queue, um, it was incredibly fun to play. The tempo was incredibly different. Different. You had the ult cycle of Koth 
the tempo of Koth with a feel of Escort. And that in and of itself already made the game feel very different. We haven't even begun to see Tank Fist. We haven't even begun to see um, a lot of the other alleged reworks that have come. And especially without a second tank in the game, the game flow in and of itself is already going to be incredibly different. So I, I will go out on a limb here and say, based on, you know, anything that we've seen over the last three years, even, even if you were going to go back a week ago from today, the answer would still be the same. The game is going to feel completely different. And it, mm. it just is going to be completely different from anything that we've seen or played. Is it yep. the question should more so be, is it going to be more enjoyable rather than is it even going to be different? Because it's it's one hundred percent without a doubt a completely different game. Can I say something? It is mm. my, a lot of people are gonna disagree with me, maybe because people have strong opinions about heroes outside of my angry persona, which I am today, because a lot of <laughs> a lot of pent up rage. Primal I'm not rage this angry person in real life. But for me, uh in general, I want to piggyback from what Samitu is saying. I think the issue with the game is less about balancing because, you know, no game will ever be balanced. It's impossible. It, it can't happen, as we said. And it is some heroes are obviously broken, need some tuning, which they will tune. I think the main issue with the game and why it's so boring to play, except the content route, I, I think it's just the map design. And uh, like Samitu just said it himself, I don't I care less about the new heroes and I care more about the new maps and the removal of the bad maps which are two CP because the two CP maps and these boring like long range open field maps they enable double shield and spammy comms but when you introduce these more chaotic and these more uh pointer and like not even pointer in but i haven't played push but from what samitu has told me a lot of people have told me the fights are a lot more chaotic and not so slow pace and there's a lot of combat going on and a lot of action coming uh like happening it's like like coffee like like he said and that will enable more fun heroes to play not just double shield because first mm -hmm. there's gonna be no double shield but like it is the maps that enable the boring comps you know like I can still play Rush and I can still play Winston on Gibraltar pretty consistently, not Rush and Gibraltar, like, I mean, Winston on Gibraltar, but Rush and King's Row, for example, people still play Double Shield on it, but there's a way higher chance of me winning on King's Row playing Rush or something like that, or like playing Winston on Gibraltar, because these maps just enable these compositions, because they're good maps. I really like Gibraltar, I really enjoy Gibraltar, I think it's a really good map. I think King's Row is a good map. I like. I think Lijang is a really good map. These maps just enable good comps, because they're really good maps. They just don't, they, they don't allow these boring stale comps to dominate, because there's so many ways to either approach a choke point, or they just enable one specific composition in a way. And if they actually fix their map design, their map philosophy, and they change up the boring maps, and they remove 2CP, and they just release one hero, I think the game will feel vastly different. I, I don't want 10 more heroes to be released at once, because it's going to become the same thing that's happening right now. Like, yeah, it's going to be refreshing, but it's going to be hell to balance. Like, they will never be able to balance it if they just throw everything at once. One thing to... Yeah? Just, like, really quick, I know you brought your balance, I, 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 and I want you to go back to it, but, like, here's the thing. We have never got to see what experimental means, right? Like, the whole reason they made the experimental patch was because they couldn't put patches out fast because of Microsoft and Sony and, the, like, the consoles and stuff. They had to keep it all aligned. What that experimental does, it makes it so it's a hot fix. So they don't have to, to register a patch. That's how Fortnite they should be updates. much faster. 
you there was some that the, the companies would have to pay every time they push an update to console unless their game was listed as a public beta or alpha, which is why Fortnite was technically in alpha for two years, basically to get around that paywall. That was just bullshit from Microsoft and Sony. Uh, I, think I don't know if it's why, still there. There's also why console aren't getting the beta right now. As beta, well, like, yeah, as well. Yeah. For the yeah. people who are upset. so don't complain Sorry. to my yeah don't complain to Blizzard. Complain to Microsoft and Sony for their shit policies. So yeah, yeah. that's uh, not Blizzard's fault. Yeah, yeah. it's not. But I, I just believe. I was just point. saying I just believed with all of the issues with the game. As I said, just find them design. They just enable gar like really bad compositions to be met and dominant. They they reward really long range. AFK playstyle where you just exist you and like I feel like if I play the game right now I'll get way more value by just existing really passively on my heroes and duo queuing some really good you know sniper or like Farah player than me just playing really aggressively as we've talked before and that boils down a lot of the time because of the maps like 90% of the maps look like that they just reward that kind of gameplay but if I queue up in Gibraltar I know I can win this map 90 five percent of the time just purely because i'm really good at winston this map enables this kind of play style and i'm sure like a lot of reinhardt players it kind of doesn't people still play double shield on kings of and i kind of want to break their knees i'm sorry it's not like kind of <laughs> but like it really kills me when hey, somebody Skyrim it. Shield, Arrow to the knee. yeah and you know but it's just a bad map design like if they fix the core issues of these heroes which they maybe are hopefully it's like a test it's a test like because you guys talked about maybe supports are going to be really bad right now this is a test towards the developers if they finally realize what the problem is in their heroes and their hero design and philosophy if they can finally realize that and fix it is and they finally the make good maps the game will never be balanced and i don't care about the balance because no game can be balanced. It's and about what rewards you and what doesn't. Yes, I just want to be rewarded for good gameplay. And I want to play in a fun map, not just peek around the corner because I have to peek around the corner to push the cart and just die instantly because there's a sniper all the way from fucking Watchpoint Gibraltar sniping me and I'm playing Lijiang Tower over five kilometer <laughs> distance and just dinking me because I have to push the cart. Like, oh, first point... Havana is a great example of that. They're playing snipers across the map, and for the first one minute, I have to sit on cart and get dinked in the head. There's no other way I can and do it. Like, I can oh, so no, Havana is just a terrible map. I can Havana's turn around in my map. ass, and this is what happens every Havana map. I'm going to play something that's not Teresa. I'm going to go <laughs> on the fucking cart so I don't this get dinked in the head for one minute straight. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the gameplay. That's my gameplay. Did game you play a game stuff. with Ewong like last week where he walked out of spot on Havana, <laughs> stood on the cart, and just died? <laughs> yeah. And hey, you know what's even worse than first point? Third point. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes, but point is impossible to push because they can all the way yeah. from spawn. I think that this has been yeah. solved. Honestly, yeah. I, I yeah, really I think do so think too. that there's gonna be way I less of that so in Overwatch. Too. I actually think so too. That's why I'm hyped because I believe from what they've so, uh, shown us that it is actually e e solved. even Toronto. The the map design for Toronto is really brilliant, and pushing general is super brilliant from everything that I've seen because. The maps they weave like a like a snake almost. Yes, that's so back good. and forth. I so love like it. the actual distance where someone can set up away from the cart and be contributing to the fight has been cut almost in half. And even on the new map, that Coliseum map, whatever the pros scrimmed on, you see the cart like go under, wrap up, and back around, and that's really clever. 
right? Because the actual, like, there are, there are still high grounds for you to poke, but the actual distance that a player has to go to get to you is much shorter, giving them more options, especially with a lot of verticality, I assume they've added to the game. And that's all been really good. So I, I'm excited to see that. Um, but and, to, what, what was the main question, SVB, again? Well, I, I, want, I want to lead to a new question because we're bringing to a good point, and I actually want to ask this. Two questions, again, related questions, so go off on the tangent you want. Firstly... How many maps is enough maps is a question that people have started asking already because we're going to get new maps. So do you think there should be like a limit of like the maps we're going to get or do you want to see maps from now forever? And second question, which actually it just came to me recently and I'm like, you look at something like Valorant and they're constantly tweaking their maps. Overwatch doesn't tweak their maps anymore. Like they did the, the one time they did it was with Iconvol. When Iconvol was released, it and was Horizon. horrible. No one they liked did it. They did Horizon. They, they did Horizon, but Horizon. it didn't work. They just Where deleted it. No They're one, like, oh, no okay, one likes. It's not gonna work. Okay, goodbye. That's fine. So, okay. do you should there be a finite limit on maps, and should they just focus, let's say, also on tweaking existing maps? If people are like, this sucks, so let's say Havana, to tweak it to, to say, okay, we're gonna tweak it, add this here, this little box here, because Valorant does this all the time, where they're like literally just yeah. like, we changed this box, so instead of being this height, it's now this height. You know who it else did it better thing. than Valorant did? Warzone. Verdansk, the, the, they updated it continuously, and by the time the map left, it was amazing, like three times better to play. So for one, sorry to take the lead here, guys, um, but uh, I, I think that quality over quantity on maps, for sure. I think, you know, first of all, Havana might as well be a new map. If they rework it, they should absolutely rework that map 100%. And Junker, uh, I think Junkertown could get some minor changes too. Yeah, I agree. Plus one. I'm a Hanzo player and I always never really liked Junkertown. Um, I think that just giving more options, and I, kind, of, kind of how we talked about earlier, I think it would be really nice to see, especially for these poke-centric maps like Rialto when you get stuck on the bridge that you guys were talking about. It would be very interesting to see like a safer route but at a cost for time bank because rotations to get to the fight, especially on escort, can be very time-consuming. And if you want to take the safe rotation, say you're getting held and you have to do it three or four fights and it takes 15 seconds longer, that's a minute off the clock. That's a lot of time. That's a whole, that's a whole ult cycle, right? That's worth a lot. So I think that in terms of Improving maps, it should happen. I'd like to see two new maps for each game type at least that are good. Because if they're good, and honestly, the push maps from what I've seen all look great. I don't think they're going to have any problem with push at all. I'm more so worried about hybrid and escort. Flats? So, I agree, but I kind of disagree, but I'm, I want to be very careful with how I phrase this. Because um, I do think that they can, they're, I wouldn't say limit the maps. I think having new maps is always great. But here's kind of what I think. I think there should be definitely a bunch of new maps, but the game is going to and has changed. Most of the old maps need to be reworked. And I think by releasing new maps, you can take old maps out of the rotation, fix them, kind of like how Siege did. Now, I want this is where I want to kind of be careful. See, Rainbow Six Siege used to do that, where they took old maps out of the rotation change them because the game had completely changed for example though there were certain maps like oregon right or, or or clubhouse or uh you know canal like maps that were very much loved by the community that then had to be changed i being an old player hadn't played for forever i hated the new changes however though i didn't play the game anymore most of the new of the community who played the game thought they were exceptional reason being that the game had changed so so much so for my day 
you know, things like if you've ever played Siege, uh, my team was one of the first to implement the Blackbeard Habana tra- uh, strat, which Habana used to shoot these six little charges onto the wall and then she'd detonate them and it would make a small hole. What we would do is put the six on the wall, break all of them but one, and then break a small hole and then take Blackbeard, who had a face shield, which that thing was broken, um, and stick the gun with the face shield in this small hole and just have a turret in the defense room like you couldn't you couldn't shoot him because you shot it, it was just it was just the shield is like ah, what are you gonna do and then you could work from there it was toxic it was evil it was awful but the game evolved later to a, a punch hole meta which was you would literally go through three rooms and make punch holes through the three rooms a small like just melee the wall once and you would watch with a scope through the three walls and if something walked by you shot it so you couldn't, if you went and entered the building on the other side, somebody shot you through a hole, a small hole that you couldn't see from the other side of the map. And because of the, the, the wall showed the break mostly on the receiving side, if you entered from the outside, it was very difficult to tell that it had, there was a hole in the wall and people would just get one tapped. It was awful. <laughs> it looked terrible. So the maps needed to be reworked because the game had changed and the operators had changed. There will be people that are very resistant, and I think they should be careful with maps that are beloved, like King's Row or even Eichenwald, yeah, or maps that like are generally regarded as very good. However, though, the game is going to need to constantly evolve because if they keep updating new heroes, new game modes, updating those heroes, whether it's new abilities, new hero just releases, you know, like you know, we could get a, a hero tomorrow that's just like they're basically um like like uh, like a walking bubble like kind of like ball but kind of like wor- like you know instead like they're very slow but they just have like they're just a dome of something like, you know like some crazy shit right like the game would have to completely change at that point removing old maps having new maps for content so people don't feel like you're losing content and then reworking those old maps and reintroducing them later then having later on a new map come in so you know what i mean so like you're kind of getting double the value by reworking old maps and then putting new maps in as well. So if a new map comes in and it's a failure, you can remove it and you still have all this other content. And then boom, like, you know, like, you know, a month or two later, we just mm-hmm. finished reworking um, uh, Havana. And all of a sudden Havana feels a lot better. You know what I mean? Like you can kind of play with it a lot hey, more. Don't tell Jay that he likes Havana. He's yeah, weird. Jay's takes are just terrible. Let's be <laughs> um, But yeah, like I wouldn't say there needs to be a cap for say of new maps, but I think that, having new maps is healthy it's going to be a good thing especially with how overwatch does its maps to be honest with you there's almost not a reason to because they make maps based on the world like you know uh like new maps are like or like rome or something and then you know we had paris before which was terrible but like you know we have all these maps like you know do you know uh, what would be really cool do you remember yeah. when they first this wasn't a gameplay change but when doomfist was put in the game alongside the storyline the Orissa bot was punched yes. in the airport, and there was the, the flight sign changed away. Those guys have never taken their flights home. They're still stuck yeah. there three years later. <laughs> but yeah. Flats, I don't I think that's a really I actually agree with that 100 percent I think that's a much better way to put it. And that actually brings me to another good point. Yeah, which uh, unless anyone has anything to add on the map thing, what I wanted to bring up is that Overwatch has been a game out, it's been out for a long time. And we haven't really addressed some of the philosophical changes that have taken place in that time. Like, we've kind of subtly adapted, but I don't think we've ever really had, like, a, a strict conversation that, like, this thing is no longer a thing. So I think hero swapping is a great example where it's, like, hero swapping is, like, at, at, at release, Overwatch is like, yes, this is a game, swap heroes all the time, pick and counter pick. We kind of reached a point now where we're, like, at the competitive level, hero swapping is just generally a bad idea. Like, you run the best comp and you run it for the map. 
because alt, alt economy is so important. And we haven't really addressed that thing, right? We haven't been like, yeah, Overwatch is not really a game about hero swapping anymore. And I think, like, and we spoke about counterpicking, and we were speaking about how 5v5 will make it a bit more uh, deathmatchy. And, and another good example is Reinhardt. Like, the game has left Reinhardt behind, I think, in many ways. Like, he, he's this brawly death like death ball kind of enabler and the game is moving away from death ball enabling but we've never really had that conversation to say we took a philosophical shift so what kind of philosophical shifts do you think have already taken place and you think will continue to take place in Overwatch 2 that we maybe need to prepare ourselves as a community for right now i think that the game is already in this deathmatch state that they're headed towards, you know, like currently the meta in ranked is already deathmatchy. But even though I want the game to be more deathmatchy in a way in Overwatch 2, I don't want it to be deathmatchy in the way it is ranked right now. Because the way it is in ranked right now is a really boring example of how the deathmatchy feel of the game can be. Uh, I want the game to be deathmatchy based on outplaying people constantly like back in the day with genjin cast like samitu said i i want to even give that example he straight up went for that back like way back in this podcast and i like it when i can outplay the enemies based on my you know movements or my ability usage which i don't feel like exists anymore in this game um that is a big issue and i i think the big philosopher philosophical you know, big, big change of this game, how it feels. Back in the day, you had hero swamps, uh, swaps, not swamps, hero swaps and comp swaps all the time. Even in pro play, it would swap comps to counter different comps, but now it's just, it's not good. Because and... it dominates the mid fight. Yeah, it just dominates. And why would I play anything else but Brick Zen when Brick Zen is just so easy to play and so dominant? There's no point. I would just stick with it for the rest of the game. And if we're playing Brick Zen, I might as well just be running Hog, you know, and like the thing and just run around the map. Like, well, <laughs> a lot of these heroes, what they do is, Babe. a lot of these heroes, what they do, they do not play around the map, you know, running around, you know, outplaying you. They just wait. Also be listening. They just wait. They're like a spider. Like, I, I queue up comp, I go against a Roadhog, he's just sitting in a tunnel for the whole game. That's all he does. He just sits in a tunnel and hooks you whenever you come through. And if you go main, you die to Briggs End. That's boring it is a deathmatch game feel but it's just boring i want the deathmatch to be like tracer v tracer running around just blinking around i want lucio's like riding wanting setting up engages and duels in a very yes, smart way i want duels uh, it's, to it's, happen. all of that but when and again you, i i say this every time sv and i'm so sorry but it has, it's never been changed. Like, Brig, at our level of play, just completely removes all of that from the game because the heal radius is... The heal volume, everyone, if you haven't seen SVB, maybe you could pull up the tweet or something. I don't know. It's four times Lucio's. Four times. Plus, it, anyone that's in that range is also in pack range. So you can Mercy Pocket that is uncounterable. Anyone. Mercy plus Lucio combined 70 health per second. Any targets in that range... If it's an Ana, as Boger said, if he's juggling a Zen in a corner and they're playing Ana Zen, he can body block the Ana heals, like, or he could shield the Ana heals, or DM the Ana heals. Like, there are interactions and cooldowns in the game that can allow for counterplay, even though those heroes have very strong healing. But with Brig, it's literally not doable. And when that happens, and like I, this is something that I'd actually request from Blizzard, just as someone, and, and I think everyone in this call would agree, who's who's played this game for five or six years and, and loves the game, and we're approaching our last, assuming, months of 6v6, 
consider disabling Brig from comp just for six months, just so that we can enjoy. Like she is the one that is gatekeeping a lot right now, and I would just you know just as a favor, I doubt it would ever happen. But even the Brig mains don't like it. You know, like it's just not fun. I, I I think it'd be really fun to have just the last six months or however long of Overwatch, whatever X time frame it might be, because God knows when Overwatch will actually come out. It it would be nice I to have it be the original. Sorry, so I just game. want to clarify that because I think what you mean, what you're saying is it should she should be disabled from comp, not comp, just not quick entirely play. Yeah, no, in the game. Doesn't matter. Yeah, no. Just because when, when you say that, I think I know you know that, but I know that people listening will think that you mean yeah, like, just from competitive. Yeah, just I, from competitive. Yeah, no, I feel the like, hero doesn't need to be deleted, but it just be, like just be fun. Take a lot of risks right now with yeah, like what? We have nothing to lose. Like, why not? Why not exactly. do what people you like? So many, you, know? you have so much time where you won't be, be doing play. anything for Overwatch One. You might as well just take a lot of risks. Do something wild. Experiment. This is your chance to really experiment. Like, it's better than doing nothing and having it be what it is right now. Like, is, every, everyone hates it. Yeah, everyone hates it. People are gonna come back to try out the changes. They're gonna talk shit about you, including me. I'll tell you did a fucking shitty job at whatever balance yeah. patch you did. But deep inside, I'll be happy that at least we got a balance uh, patch, you know? Yeah. I want them to experiment. Maybe turn off Brigitte. Maybe remove it, uh, make it so that you can play only one shield. Fuck it. Just enable so. Just go uh, nuts. Enable, Fuck go it. nuts. Like, you are not gonna be making any meaningful changes, and you can. I actually test it's, it's not like it's going to matter too. long term anyway. It it's not going to matter. You're changing the game completely anyway. So might as well just test out really wild ideas you had for Overwatch And 2 see and what specific whoa. things were breaking the game and making it meta. Because I'm telling not you right now, if you take Brig out of competitive, this the game would probably get four times better immediately. Which is incredible to say. Like, I, I, I'd stake everything on it. I, I just, that's my biggest long-term bet I've ever made in this game. I just, oh. Yeah, I mean, in, in one sense, uh, I, I'm not going to get myself started on this is essentially hero bands, but what I would say is that um, to, to defend the devs here, I think there's two things. This is one, firstly, guys, by the way, Flats had to take a quick call, so he's just, he's just busy, yeah, but he's, he's still good. listening to us, so exclamation mark, love to Flats. Um, there's two things here. One is that there's limited resources, right? We have to, we have to bear that in mind. I know don't, people don't like hearing it, but they are a limited team. We want to watch too. We want it ASAP. And yes, you might say, well, removing Brig is really simple. Just click the button, remove Brig from comp. But it's, it can't just be a decision like that, right? They, it sets a precedent and they have to think about how that works. Have to think about the balance, blah, blah, blah. So that's one thing. And well, the other thing is... Not, we, but they're not thinking for Overwatch 1, so who cares, right? Like, well, you know, well, yeah, okay. I mean, it's I'm hard sorry, for them SMB. to acknowledge. Sorry, I go know, ahead. I know you want to defend the devs and I know dev work is hard because I like study programming. Obviously, I know... And I'm not a game dev, but I programming is so hard. It is so difficult, especially making games. You know, it is insane. Like people don't realize how insane uh, the fact that video games exist. Like there is just ones and zeros, and it is crazy. I won't get into it, but it's, it's and crazy. I know it takes a lot of work. But you already have all of the work laid down for you. Like for example, in Overwatch Two, you want to test out, uh, you know, Winston being able to wall climb. Well, it's it's just you know you can even probably do it with a workshop and just make a little animation. That's it. You know, that's over. Like I know they're really busy for Watch Two, but you can just have one guy. You can go to him and say, well, I really want to test this thing uh, about you know what if Cass had two guns at once? That would be crazy. You know, and you fuck it. You can like go and.
enable it for him. Or like, what if Cass uh, had 12 bullets? No fan the hammer, a Kimbo revolver. Yeah, or, or like even something simpler. What if he had no fan the hammer? You can just... It doesn't take much time. You can, do you have a workshop? People in the can do it like almost immediately. You know, even without workshop, you can just disable these, you know? I'm not talking about, oh, I want you to the game i want you to try stuff really like just Unseen try this that's mm. like we like you say that but at the same time we're doing these experimental patches where the streamers are giving ideas and they actually take the time to program stuff or like do the things to make it work and like well, i'm sure that at least one or two people can implement some of these changes or like fuck all of that well, you can just start implementing actually... i'm sorry okay mm -hmm. You can start implementing some of the core choices you want to make for Watch 2 into Watch 1 just to get people used to it. You can easily disable one tank and implement the changes pretty easily and see what people think. Because, you know, the beta is the beta, of course. But I'm sure that many people want to get used to playing with one tank way before the the big well, change becomes. It kind of defeats the purpose of, of the whole launch thing. Um, no, it but... doesn't. Because you don't know. You're not using the soldier different engine you know releasing this and that you're just showcasing to people that it it's not as bad as they think because a lot of people hate that change and they're like we really believe in our core concept of having 5v5 and then we want to show you why we believe in the prove to you that you can believe in us well here's know? here's the thing though here's the counterpoint because i think sometimes the community i mean every internet community is like this every gaming community is like this so we're not unique but a lot of times we can be quite ungrateful about the stuff we do get. And I, I include myself in this. I'm not immune from this. I, I rant and rave plenty. But, mm -hmm. you know, let's say you, you do what you say, Bogan. Like, okay, well, we made 5v5. Yeah, but we didn't. you didn't put in all the supplementary changes that are going to make 5v5 good, yeah. right? Like all the things that come with it, the reworks, the new heroes, the map design, the things that actually make it, like, work. If you don't give that, the community gets half a version. They're like, this version is garbage. You know when the community's like, this is dog shit. You guys suck. You don't oh, know yeah. what you're the doing. Community. Yeah. The community will always complain no matter what. In yeah, no they will complain no matter what. Right. They will again, always well, complain in every game. Well, well there's the okay. flip side, though. That's also the reason why not to give them anything. Because it's like, fuck them. They're going to complain regardless. So, so let's just wait. I think it's about listening wanna... to the right people. Not well, the general. Who are the right people? That's the hard part. That is yes, but there's 100%. no right people. There's no right people. Because I think I'm right because I'm the god emperor rank, the best Winston player ever, but that's in my head. Like, there's, like, thousands of other players who are playing casually the game, and they're like, why the fuck does Winston have 1,000 HP and insta-kill everyone, you know? If I was the right person for I would just make Winston giga OP, and then he would roll ranked, and people would be, like, uh, they would not, won't be having fun. But if we actually focus on people in lower elos, and they're like, in lower elos, people are stupid. And in higher elos, people are stupid as well. Everyone's stupid, because everyone thinks about their own personal little bubble of ranked. You can't keep listening to one party or the second part. You need to. It's I think, a democracy. I think there are some see big picture. I feel like yes, there are some so I wanna, people. I want to take flats here because flats have been wanting to say something. So say it. I was still listening. I want before I get into this part. I was listening a little bit beforehand. Uh, I want to say I was one of the the lucky creators that was selected to do um, the experimental thing, and I hope I don't get in any trouble here. And Andy will probably pop in at some point to either scold <laughs> me or be like, "No, it's okay." Um. I actually asked that exact question. Um, so they realistically leveled with me and were like, them coming back to work on these experimental cards takes the team away from, from working on Overwatch 2. So every time we did one of those experimental, it pushed it back a little bit further. And they acknowledged that. However, though, 
they feel the pressure of Overwatch 1 not doing too hot and the community being angry, right? They want to, like, keep us kind of pushing. And, like, it makes me really sad a little bit on the inside because I have talked extensively um, with Andy, Jody, other people that just want to listen in on from, from the dev team about things like, you know, having something to keep pushing on is going to be much better than having nothing to keep pushing on. Because this is my own personal take here. Overwatch 1 is gone. Like, they're not going to work on it anymore. Like, I think yeah. it's very apparent that the last balance patch was August, and we got, like, one or two experimental changes that came in. Like, the game is done. Like, they, they do not wish to look work on it anymore. Like, 5v5 is going to be very different. We all acknowledge that. They, they have all this cool stuff they want to implement it, and they want to do it right the first time, and they want it to be a wow factor. If they give us a half-assed one, it's not going to work. Like, that people are just going to, I'm not going to acknowledge it. It has to be all in one go. They've already committed. They put all their eggs in one basket. It, they are they are betting on it. That is what they're going for, and it's it's too late to turn back. It's, it's what they're going to go with. Um, I will say on the experimental thing, I, I think that kind of changed for the second one, but for the first one, we were actually very limited on things we could add because... Um, that took too much time to like do right. Like we couldn't have new animations and, and stuff. That's why like some things are a little bit scuffed, you know, like, you know, like shatter damage would actually, if you shattered on the Rhine, like if you touched him with the shatter, even if he blocked it, he would still fall over. Um, like there was like things, things that didn't work properly, but like they were okay with it. Cause it wasn't supposed to be a, a competitive balance patch. You're supposed to be like a fun April fool's. There's a tournament. It's an event. You know, it's it's supposed to, like, keep interest kind of chugging and hold the player base over, right? Like, the drop event, realistically, is to hold the player base and the streamers over. The 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 Lunar New Year was to hold people over. Like, they, they immediately knew that that was going to backfire. Like, they ahead of time were like, hey, you know, like, right as it launched, like, there's not as many legendaries because we're working on tons more skins for the rest of the year, and it's way more than we've ever done before. So, like, you have to level with us. And, like, of course, they knew about this Overwatch 2 launch, like, beta, right? Like, they knew it was going to come in April. We, no one knew, right? Like, they didn't tell anybody. But, like, w like we could all allude to it was coming, right? Like, they were like, hey, it's coming in the future. So they are self-aware, right? But as much as it pains me to, like, kind of have to say this, like, I got to level with you. Overwatch 1 is, like, we all know is toast. It's not getting anything. Like, Burned. no matter what. Like, it doesn't matter how much we... Say they should or want to or should. It's done. It's not happening, period. You know? So it's like I would rather look towards the future and like want to guide what's wrong with Overwatch One and fix that and like be able to be a helping hand and be like, hey, you know, these problems, which we've talked about heroes, talked about design philosophy, you know, talked about like map philosophy, etc. Those are very good things to talk about, but implementing them on Overwatch One is just over. Like it's just that that ship is sailed yeah. and they know it's sailed and like they're cutting their losses on it. And they're full go Overwatch 2. They want that to be their number one, you know? And and I hate to say it, you know what I mean? But it's like, it's kind of the truth, you know? And I think kind of everyone's accepted it and known that at this point. But I don't think that, you know, adding all these crazy things is that good of an idea. Because that will take away more people from Overwatch 2 and pushes it back even longer. Now, they should have originally had a team for Overwatch 1 and had new people, you know, for both. Like, you know what I mean? Like... They should have a larger team, but they're understaffed. Like, we, nobody says this, but it's, I think it's kind of a clear fact that they're understaffed. Like, they need to expand the team. And that should have been for the first thing they did. So Overwatch 1 didn't get left in the dust. But that's that's history now. It's done. You know, I agree with you, and I was wrong. But I want to say one thing. 
I wanna when Overwatch 2 beta comes out and when things happen, something that Blizzard likes doing is they showcase changes and a lot of the times, no matter how much we scream at them and shout at them and we beg them, mm -hmm. they don't change stuff Fair. that we want them to. It has happened so even the cast row in the air, we said ten thousand times, don't add it. They still added it. I don't get it, mm -hmm. you know. I don't want the same thing to happen with Overwatch 2 beta. Okay, I agree with you. I was wrong. You're right about the whole concept about Overwatch 1 not getting updates. I've given up about it a long time ago. It was just wishful thinking. I, I, I hate it if I Overwatch yeah. 2 beta comes out around, when they start releasing stuff and we say this is not okay, it doesn't feel good, I really hope they actually listen and they try to change things. Not because uh, they think they're right, because Blizzard always thinks they're right, but because the community together, it, it's not like, especially the casserole, there was almost any, nobody who said, yes, this is a great change. Mm -hmm. I wanted to react to our criticisms, not just mine, yours, but the community as a whole, and do something about it. I don't mm -hmm. want the same, because why did all of this go the way it did? Because they just did not listen to us. Like, when we wanted to, things to change in a certain way, when people begged for change, when what was the point of Experimental and PTR back in the day if most of the changes still went live no matter what? Like, that is my feeling, you know? That's, mm -hmm. I don't know if I, I'm biased in a way, but my feeling was no matter what we said about experimental or ptr most of the time the changes would go live anyways unless the changes were absolutely place like the moral fate cleansing everything which is ridiculous don't don't get me started on that the one worse than that yeah. do you remember the one where she could fade while she was shattered that really brief yeah. period where she was she yeah. could fade when she was stunned like unless yeah, it's something so ridiculous that there's no way like they don't change it it's just less counterplay. It's, it's less I, neutrality. I just want them to listen. I don't want. This is what I want from Blizzard. Blizzard. Blizzard devs are amazing developers. No question about it. No matter how much I talk shit about them, they are amazing game devs. The magic they can create with just zeros and coding and like like the art and everything the like the, the work they put together to make this amazing work of art because games are a work of art. The music, the Everything, the the design, the art, the music, the gameplay, the everything, the, the and the way it flows together, it's amazing. They're amazing developers. But I hope, I just wish that for once, for Overwatch 2 to be successful, for any of their future games to be successful, they need to follow the footsteps of other game devs where they listen. They actually listen. Yes, there's characters that will always be broken, the meta will never be fixed, and it will never be balanced. But when Apex can least uh, Seer, as you said, and everyone went up and said, no! And they were like, okay! We're fixing it. Or like, whenever Valorant makes something really stupid and they're like, no, don't do that! And they're like, okay, alright! Because they understand that the player base are gonna be playing their game and they're not having fun and they need to do something about it and they react to it. But once you stop listening to me, I feel like I'm a child again and my parents don't care about me and it's so annoying. Because I can scream <laughs> at you, and I can shout, and I can scream, I can be nice, I can beg, I can scream, I can throw insults, no matter what I do, you never do anything about it, and then you're gonna throw your arms up in the air and say, why is my game dying? Because you're not listening to us as people, as individuals, you're not even taking into consideration 
our opinions because you are the devs and that is so egoistical because you might be the devs but we are the ones playing your game and without us the gamers without the concrete without players you will not have success just like you without you guys will also suffer a lot we need to work together the cycle of life listen. needs to be all all, yes. all cylinders yeah. need to be firing yes um there's, there's I, two th so go ahead you go ahead. actually go no, you're, Sam, no, you go, Sam. no you're good you're good you go i was gonna say there's two things i want to i have to again as the as the host I have to add one is that who is the community like that's a it's a loaded term i have to just say that like there is no unified community right like there, we might we are community as content creators like so we talk to each other a lot and we interact on twitter and reddit and whatever but that's even that is just a small section right so like who is the yeah. we i i, I look I, I know what you're saying is fair but i just have to say these I things know. i know one who's I'm the sure. community two part of game deving is to ignore your community sometimes because yes. sometimes they will mold when you release stuff regardless, but they just need time to get used to it. And that's yes. kind of what's happening with 5v5 as well, where some people are molding, but they just actually yes. need to try it first. Okay. Yes. Yeah. But the issue here is... But you're, you're correct. Right. But you're no. correct. Listen, the issue here is you're right about this. There's no one party, but you need to take it. That is the job of a game dev. Uh, they need to take in the... Uh, criticism of all parties and decide on their own which is the correct way because if you just ignore the casual player base you're going to lose a lot of players and if you ignore the try hard player base and the the people that really love your games you're going to suffer long term as well you need to make that is hard it's hard to be a game dev no question about it you need to make the right decision but when you don't listen to both parties no matter what and you think you're always right that's where the issue arises because League and Valorant and Apex, they don't listen to all of their community uh, like players. They're not listening to everyone because people have really stupid ideas. And if they did, their game would die. And that is very normal. But they still listen to some of them. And there's some issues that are universally accepted as issues. You know, like Brigitte. I, I know it's it's getting... It's got to be universal. But, no, like, you're 100 right. right. I, I think they would be... I think it's they would be also... And they kind of did acknowledge that and they have... Done, not done with that, right? That, that's what I, 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 what I, I just wanted a caveat. You're yeah. right, you're right, Boger. You're right. Like they and, have not done that. And it's not about taking responsibility after three years or changing the core issues after four years. It's about changing the things as they happen. You need to react fast so it doesn't fester into a bigger problem. Because if I today go and I forgot to forget to clean my dishes, wash my dishes, and there's mold growing in it. Uh, in two weeks, it's going to grow more mode. And in five weeks, it's going to become disgusting. In two months, I'm going to get infected with some new disease. Clean that shit. <laughs> and, I'm gonna, and in a year, I might just fucking, you know, die because I didn't clean my dishes, you know? I know it's a bit <laughs> extreme, but you get the concept. If you actually... Yeah, no, 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 no. no, no. I, 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 I don't. Like, sorry, yeah, I, I hate to interrupt to be... you. Yeah, go ahead, yeah. Samuel. So on, on more also on topic with uh, what Flats was saying before we just kind of like cut over here about cutting away from Overwatch 2 and the lack of content and how like Overwatch 1 is burned and listening to the community. A couple things. One, you don't have to continuously pay attention to your high-level community as long as you don't break the skill-to-reward curve of the game and fair play, the function and the concept of fair play. And to define that, how much... If, if a hero requires more of the player, it should, at the highest level play, therefore give more value than a hero that requires less of the player. And there's two different curves you see. Like a low skill floor character that's easy, you kind of see it pan up and, and fade out as it gets higher up in the ranks on a chart. But a harder hero to play curve will kind of go up this way, 
if that makes sense. Like, this, it, it, you won't be able to play well at the skill floor. So, like, as the ranks go higher, the hero gets more value. As long as you stick to those core principles, high-level play will always be healthy and be functional. The reason why it's not is because we continuously added heroes that did not do that. Brigida, for example, is the biggest outlier to that. A couple others, I'm not going to get into it now. But to add on what Flaps was saying, at least when I when I was just joking about like taking Brig out of the game, the reason why that I feel like would be feasible is because it's not actually adding content, it's removing content, which would be much easier to do than like wasting development time. I feel like it wouldn't be that hard to disable a That's hero. That's still a just, decision though. Like it's, that decision has it's to be decision, made It's a decision, but it's not hard then... to do. I, like let's... I'm not saying they should do it. I'm not trying to be like, oh, you guys yeah, suck. Yeah, you should yeah. really break. But like to say that that would be as difficult as making an experimental, I don't think is a fair statement. No, um, no. That being said, though, um, moving moving kind of forward here before I accidentally sidetrack myself big time. Um, oh, oh, my God. What was the question? I, not again. Oh, it's the mm -hmm. crustables, man. The peanut butter goes in one ear and out the other. I don't even know what's going on. Or one. Jeez. Uh, <laughs> wow. I'm not on it today. Holy cow! No, it's all good. It's um, all good. But what Plus, was it, sorry, actually, what was your what was your point? Yeah, sorry, we, we wanna... were just talking about, you know, the changes. We we start, It was a it was a real spiral. We were talking about adding changes now, and then we started talking about the whether the devs listen or not. Game deving is hard. And... I, yeah, they they listen, but like the question is, what can they actually act on? And right now. For better or worse, this is the hand we're dealt. We're in this situation. I think going forward, and I, I don't think that a lot of the 5v5 stuff should come now. I think that we have to wait for the beta, but as long as the betas continuously come out whenever they do, I think that people, especially, yeah. I think people will be... Damn we it. have to be patient now. Yes, now is, I, yeah. Now is the yeah. one time, like, actually, we, we literally have to go, okay, now and we I wait. I think it will pay off. If people are just a little bit more patient, because you see the, you finally, this is not like last year. We're not seeing results. Companies in flux. We don't know what the hell is going on. There's a timeline. Mm -hmm. There's, they're firing all sellers. Can we talk about the owl pickups this season that have been awesome, by the way, too, with Packington and uh, Payor, Brad coming back as well we're as Sean. Also changing companies the way it's operating as well. Yeah, this is this is everything that needed to happen. Right, that we kind of talked about, like over the last four years, we're like, look, it's if we keep going on this path, there's gonna be a blow up. Knocks out's gonna happen. We unfortunately we lost Jeff Kaplan. Um, but it turns out there was much more going on in the company. Luckily, not. See, it, it really upsets me. I'm not gonna lie here. Sorry to go off topic. It really upsets me to see the community make jokes about like the lawsuit at the Blizzard team about uh, the Overwatch team as to why like they're not like getting content out for them when they had absolutely nothing to do with that. That is not like, look, I'm one of the harshest people when it comes to talking about what the devs have done, but you have to be fair to them. Like, like, like one thing that I think everyone on this podcast has a great job of doing is, is being fair and being reasonable. And like, I ask that the community do the same though. Who listens to me? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Maybe we all say it, but I think people are kind of in their own ships and their own opinions. And I don't think that, I don't think that that'll change, but I, I, I am looking forward to, I am, I am very much looking forward to this comeback story. Yep. As someone who cares about this game a lot, I know you guys do too. I am. Uh, I want people I, to realize. I, 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 I would like to say this real, real, real quick. I am. I, I know my opinion has been neutral. As of yesterday, I am all in. Chips on the table. Overwatch 2 is going to be a fucking home run. All in. Yep. All the chips on the table, It's gonna. they're hitting a grand slam. Be ready. And I mean, let's be clear because. I, I get always annoyed with like the comments that are like, oh, like, uh, what happened in December? You were so happy. Or what happened to last week oh. when you were so critical? Here's, let me break it down for you if you're having a hard time understanding. 
when you get new information to a situation, it can change your opinion. What we have now received is information to create a better judgment. So I swear to God, I better not see any. Oh, but like last week, dude, you were pissed at Double Shill and you were like contemplating like what you were going to do for the next few months because you, you know, no one had heard anything. Okay, well, you just said what I said in, in, in your sentence. Like, I, we hadn't heard yeah. anything in a long time. Like, like, we're all struggling. Now we have a date and a time. That's there's a great, what sorry, Flaz, we wait for. Really quickly, I just want to say there's a really great quote by, I believe it's John Maynard Keynes, the economist. And this quote is simply, when the facts change, I change. And I think that's, that's what will sum up what you were saying. Mm -hmm. It's how it is. And it's like, I, I, I really, and this is where I think Sam has a great point, is that we need to be fair to, to devs, to Blizz, to anyone, because we can one week be like, okay, this is terrible. Like, what, what, what was ha what's happening? And be critical. And then we find out what's happening and be like, okay, we're good. That, that's that's right. literally that's completely like, reasonable. That's, that's completely like reasonable. how humans work. Like, right? Like, <laughs> let's, like let's, let's come out of our Twitter sphere bubble for a second and be like, mm. you know, like if, if we if you handed us a test, right? We're in school. You hand us a test and I've never seen the info on it, right? I'm going to go, I don't know anything on this. And then all of a sudden you teach me everything that's on that on that test and then hand me the same test. I now have the info to answer the questions. Guess what? It's like the same thing. We we didn't have any answers. Now we got the answers. Now we can now we can move forward. Like what's like like it's 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 very simple concepts, but I but the frustrations of the past are still valid. But I'm just I I, I get so always so sick of like the oh gotchas like oh man yeah. you were so mad last week at the game and, and how I wasn't doing anything and how we hadn't heard anything and now you're you're a shell like. No, like I oh, used my ears and my eyes and my brain and I've and I gathered more information, saw the information and processed the information like a normal human adult a being like, what are you on about? Like, intelligence. What is that? Yeah, no intelligent life sometimes. Sometimes we act like single celled organisms, man. I'm people, telling you, it's people crazy. just assume that streamers have one opinion, like one character trait. That's it. That's it. Like because they've watched too much anime, and in anime, one character is just yeah. one thing, and they assume that streamers are the same thing because they they're like, oh, my stream, Sumito is an angry this week. What the fuck? Why am I? <laughs> <laughs> like, like, okay. Sam, this, this can't be your stream. You're not. You're happy. What the fuck? <laughs> like, you know, like, you shit. like, I can't. Like, you think I'm raging at the game 24 7? I'll let you know. It's more like 23 6. Okay. Come on. I take man. a break. Come on, man. I want to take something that Flat said earlier, which is, you know, we're looking to the future. And I, I think that should be what I, I, what I would advise people to do is kind of. This is what I would say. We've lived through like three years of torture, basically. As we've lived through like three years, you know, Four. like what they say is the worst form of torture is when they like they completely deprive you of sensory information, right? Where they like they cover your eyes and ears, and you can't see yeah. anything. We we've, we've lived that. We're plus now, COVID, that plus COVID, the two things at once. Always here. We're finally there. The, the horizon is finally here. Now is not the time to be mad. That's what I feel. You might be like, no, now is still the time to be mad as we be. And I'm not saying let let all mistakes be forgotten. But now is the time. It's right there. It's within our chill out now. And to that note, I want to ask I'm you guys, because we've been talking for a while, and I'm respectful of your time. I know you guys got shit to do. What are you looking for or looking forward to in the beta? One thing that you are looking forward to that you know tangibly is coming, or you know, just in Overwatch 2, and one thing that you're like, I hope they do this too. So I'm gonna start with flats. What is one thing I know tangibly that it should be coming and one thing I'm hopeful for? Yeah. One thing I know that's coming is 5v5. 
Leaks, 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 NDA leak, NDA. One thing I know that's coming is 5v5, right? I know that it's going to be a single tank experience, right? I, this isn't my hope yet, but like, I know that in a single tank format, it's very different than a two tank format. Theoretically, it should be easier to balance because you can be more forgiving with something like a shield. You can be more forgiving with a health pool, more forgiving with certain things. So I believe from what I know that the tank experience should be very different than what it is. And I don't want to use the word enjoyable yet because I haven't got a chance to try. But what I'm saying is I want to say that I think that it's not going to be the same experience we currently have. And something that tank players love right now is that synergy with tanks and controlling the flow of the game and whatnot. And that's totally well and good. But as a tank player, I also realize that I'm in the minority with that and that the tank experience is not fun with its current state and it hasn't been fun for a long time and needs an overhaul. And I believe that 5v5 will be an overhaul. What do I hope for the game? I hope for a few things. I hope that this commitment for communication is real. I hope that we're going to get constant updates, whether they're working on heroes, working on updates, working on maps. They've created new concepts for game modes. Whatever it is, we hear about it. I also hope that that being said, we want to grow this game as much as possible. And the answer to that is free to play. I think I hope that this game goes free to play. I hope if it does go free to play, we have incentives not only for competitive hardcore players who want to grind and play the game every day, but also things for the casual player every day. Whether that's simple challenges, you know, like the current drop events we have where it's like you play nine games and you get a cool skin to something that's a lot more challenging, like reaching level 100 on a battle pass to get a really cool item or top 500 rewards or you know, if you ranked up, like even something as simple as like, imagine like, imagine you got some type of reward for hitting a new skill level, right? Like, you know, like something the game gave you that like, hey, congrats, you went from gold to plat. Here, have this. Like, this is a huge accomplishment for you, you know? And you only get it once, right? And it's like, but it's something that like shows you, hey, you've improved. In Apex, for example, you don't get trails until you hit diamond. Then you get a diamond trail. Then you get a master's trail, and then you get what's the predator trail, which is the top 500 or top 750 yeah. trail. If by finishing at that, do they always use them anymore? No, not really. It's kind of dry, died off. But I remember when I got into Apex for a month, I really wanted the pred trail. I wanted the master's trail. I wanted even the diamond trail. I wanted to have that item. That was really cool to me as a new player and someone who wants to get better and to improve. And I bet, you know, not only for myself, because I finished diamond for one of the seasons. When I got the trail, I felt pretty good. You know, would I, did I know, know I was the best player? No. But I felt that I accomplished something and I had finished at a level that was like a respectable thing. Yeah. Being able to give players feedback, making it open, free to play, will not only increase the player base, it increases the amount of people who watch content, consume content, watch Overwatch League, and also keep those hungry customers fed is the key to making sure that we have success. Because whether or not balance, you know, Balance is a hard thing to come by. I totally understand that. But as long as we're getting content and we're getting fed, we're all going to succeed. That's my big hope. Like it. I like it. I'm going to take it to Boger next. I know 
that Overwatch 2, from what I've seen, will have good map design. And I've said it multiple times today, but I'm a big supporter of good map design. And I think it is the key to fun Overwatch experience. Good maps are the key. And we've talked about it a lot. So there's no point in actually talking too much about it. But if they have good maps, they're going to have a fun experience as long as their characters aren't obviously broken, you know, and unfun to play. But even then, you know, like if I can use the map to my advantage to uh, level the playing field, that feels good because I use my surrounding area and what I have to outplay my enemy in some form. And they then can use their surrounding area to outplay me. And it adds dimensions and depth to an otherwise boring single layer combat which is oh they're on the other side of the map i die goodbye you know uh so that's really fun that i really like that they're adding and things that i really want them to add is uh or like for overwatch 2 to have i want overwatch 2 to overhaul ranked in some form because i think ranked in the way it is outside of the core experience of the gameplay experience i think it's just badly designed i don't like the two month seasons they feel meaningless there's no point to them i don't like the fact that seasons themselves are just they they be, they're they're the same thing every single season there's no in between waiting time i i kind of enjoyed one two days of having no ranks so do something about rank you know that was kind of fun it kind of signified there's a new rank season coming but now season ends new one starts new changes is no two months two months is boring it's boring two months uh you don't have time like in league you have like so much time to grind it out an entire year i can take a break i don't want to sit there and like oh my god any second now the season ends like i genuinely feel like i did placements and then i feel like i, I just like this i oh the season is over okay okay all right and then i really hate the, the way they treat high level ranked now which i think is so wrong i like they there's no decay which i think is super bad i think they should bring back decay i don't think they should uh reward people getting 4.6 and sitting there afk you know that's not fun that's not good i want i want the rank to be more competitive if snakes yeah, I, I want I want players that are good at the game to be forced to play the game outside of their smurfs, you know? There's going to be less smurfing if you have decay, you know? Because people are going to have to play on their main accounts to keep up their SR. And that means I get to play against pro players more often because they're going to queue up more often because they need to play more often to keep up that high SR and brings in more competitiveness. I really enjoy the whole competitive uh, aspect of me trying to... Uh, like out, like get a higher star with some other tank player, and it was kind of fun during crush meta. It was kind of fun tank players. We constantly kept, you know, budding heads trying to get higher star than each other and getting top ten, top one, top two, top three, and it was fun. It was enjoyable, and there was no decay like this this uh, last time it happened. But if they bring back decay, it's gonna be really fun because I don't want to see another sigma main camping 4.7 for the rest of the season that's so boring like i i can't even i i can't get there on fucking reinhardt and winston he's just sitting there camping it and i <laughs> i just want seasons to be meaningful like uh, as flat said if you had a reward for the season that's outside of just some random spray that nobody cares about something you know you can add anything really uh, i want it to be more meaningful i want seasons to be longer and i want the end of each season like maybe not an MMR reset, of course not. But I wanted to be. Hey, kind there's of placements. Weird. There's MMR reset to start out placements every season. What do you mean? Yeah, we get to three point nine, which is so yeah. boring. It I hate the way it works we, right we now. We did that very wrong. Because yeah. I 
play five games which I don't give a shit about. I hate yeah, the experience. It just puts you there. I, it just wastes I, I don't. I hate it. I dread. First, I dread the experience of playing Overwatch. That's an obvious thing. But I dread the experience of me playing five useless games for one hour of my life. No, it's more it's than more than hour. that. It's, it's about two hours. It's about two hours for each game. role. It's so mind-numbing. You might as well. But I don't. I want them to like like in Apex near each new season you start off like three ranks below you know lower and you need to climb back up which I think is fine like people are like oh they're the higher rank GM players are gonna shit on the lower SR people like shut the fuck up like it's every normal game has it no like people are still all those ranks get kicked down too though so like it's you know what I mean like yeah. they all get yeah, moved anyways and even if low, like higher SR people are in your games for like Week or two, it doesn't matter. They're just gonna climb back up instantly. And it's and better to lose to players who are actually better than you than having games tossed because no one cares. Yeah, and I think and people I, forget about that. And I just want people like I. I know it's been said to death, but I am so tired of having people in my games that have played the game for the last time three years ago and are oh, still. No. In my Sorry, game somehow. Yeah. I am 4.5 and I get in a game with someone who's like, Oh, guys, I haven't played this game since 10 season. I was like, what? And I click on his profile. Last time season he played 23. season 23. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing here? You haven't played this game in two years. It's not even his and fault either, though. That's not yeah, their fault. It's not fault either, like, exactly. Like, what do you do? You're just, you're just mad now. You're just it's like, yeah, to fuck you, yeah. And don't not, forget, you're, you're forgetting yeah, something, yeah, yeah. Bugger. You're forgetting what? one other point about ranked. What? Come on. What is it, Samito? Stacking. Oh, stacking. I think I think I've always been a believer. Like back in the day, I really hated stacking in a way, but I see why at it's good. I, I always, yeah, at least three seconds. But ultimately, I know it's maybe too much to ask for. But I, I really believe that if they, if we have the 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 like a good player base, a big strong player base, I really think that having separate queues for like one solo or duo queue and then like stacking is a really good idea and I don't know why don't they don't implement it because if like I want... Like, uh, yeah, exactly. If I want to go in, because I really like playing solo queue, I don't, like I just enjoy the experience of playing alone most of the time, but I still want to play with my friends sometimes, but I like it, But and it feels really unfair if I queue up against six players that are Overwatch League level, and it's just they shit on me because I can't do anything about it because they're playing together and they know how to play together. But if you just make separate queues, you can have the teams or the streamers keep facing against other teams and streamers and make the experience really competitive meanwhile separating the queue for the solo queue dual queue players that just want to enjoy the game without like still playing the game competitively in a ranked setting but without having to face six nyxl players at the same time you know i don't know why they can only they can only do it by the way i think there's our players only contractually allowed to do their trios back in the day yeah, so. but what I'm trying to say is I don't no, know. I, I get what you're saying. I yeah, what you're I saying. don't know why they didn't have a separate queue back in the day because I like instead of removing just stacking outright, you could have made two separate they, queues. But even even well, even if you one can't queue, make, like even if you make one queue, just make it at least to triple stack. You know, like uh, so there's some like the Do best. You know what Valorant song? does? Are you familiar what? with it? What so Valorant so makes it so you cannot queue, so you can solo queue, you can duo queue. You can trio queue, you cannot four stack, and you can five stack. So if you five stack, it you have to wait till you find a game with another five stack, but you can one, two, and three queue. So you never had the four queue experience where it's four players playing with each other 
and that last guy on your team gets bullied because like they're the one guy who's not in your group so everybody's just like oh fuck that random fuck that guy but on the, even on the other side there's not stacks versus a bunch of solo queues the worst yes. you can play against is a three stack yes and they've, it felt they've also unfair. they've also sorry yeah, flash still they've also implemented like they've been messing around with some very complicated like rank actual adjustment stuff when you do stack like because they allow you to stack people of a of a quite a lower rank than you but it, it drastically affects how much sr you get and stuff so they've they've been messing around with a lot of really complicated stuff that they've gone into detail to that i can't really quite explain here but basically i think to summarize what we're saying is there's there's I, there's ideas there's different ideas we can mess around with i think clearly this doesn't work basically or it's not enough yeah. it's not good enough yeah what we I, have right I, now I, it doesn't work I, what my entire point boils down to, because I like being that 1%, I like re being really competitive in the game and I like pushing my limits. That's why I enjoy in games. I don't like the casual experience unless it's a single player game. If I want a casual I love single player games and I'm going to put the casual experience in these games because these games give me a story or something memorable. But in ranked games, online games, I want to push my limits. And I think these changes are really important to reward people that want to push their limits and get a good challenge because I want them to like make it rewarding in a way to grind rank because Valorant and Apex and League wouldn't be as successful without ranked. It's just the truth. Like ranked is what drives games. Ranked period. is what competitiveness drives, drives yep. the most successful products Even in the world. Even casual players, they play ranked. Of yeah, because they look up to the top. Like that. There's a reason why the Super Bowl is the most viewed TV thing in north america maybe in, even worldwide there's a reason why the olympics are also viewed so much it's because competitiveness even amongst a casual audience is what people want to see so in, having that is, is essential to success yes so, and when i go and watch overwatch league and i get excited and the core ranked experience in, in overwatch like without like a set team and high level is just garbage it like it doesn't make me want to play the game it just makes me want to go and see more of overwatch league in a way like i'm not like overwatch league is ultimately like i you know it's esports and everything but they're ultimately advertising their own game to make people want to play it like i i think that's how you know it, it should work you know esports you know advertise their own game so more people play it and brings a lot of hype because for example why was dota so successful in a way and so famous and uh for a long time because they they kept having this insane international that everyone talked about. I feel like, you know, it's a it's Is such a massive great, prize pool. Yeah, right? it's was a that, great. It's I, even the, I would hear about this. I never played Dota. Pool. It's like it was it was one of it was one of the first games to actually bring a good prize pool for a tournament. And I think one it was millions. It's I think last year it was like 40 million for and the winner the winners of the tournament each get like one million. First prize like 15 million or 10 million, which is insane incentive. And it really brings a lot of like makes it's a good talking point for the game. Did you see that in 40 million? Crazy. I, I wanna play the game. I wanna be like that guy. I wanna grind the game and now you Requiring more people to grind the game and it's just a never-ending cycle but when that core experience is just unrewarding and garbage and just like, not enjoyable watching real quick yeah. watching like effect and like uh dante and pine in like season one of owl dude like seeing those guys pop off like architect when shock first picked him up like that was some of the most. I remember walking around at night, like in the, in my hometown neighborhood before I got my own apartment. I was deciding, like, leaving Minecraft to 
stream or go play. I almost I almost went to school at Clemson to play Overwatch for them, actually. That was like one place I wanted to go. I was talking to my buddy Cersei. And I remember walking around at, at two in the morning in the freezing cold and my khakis just thinking. And I, I decided like kind of at that moment, I was like, I don't want to give up on this. Yeah, I, like yeah. I saw all these guys and their stories. Crush your 99. Like yeah, I, I, the game should be catered to those who have faith, who believe, I, who are grinding. And I think that's so essential to success. I really, I really enjoy that you mentioned the part about the khakis. Like that was really crucial to the story. And I'm hey, glad listen, you man, don't, I was, I, I wore khakis every day of my life as a kid. Every day, every day to school, khakis and a, and a polo every single day. Every <laughs> single oh, day. You were private school? Yeah. Yeah, I feel uh, fortunately and unfortunately, I, I, yeah, gee, I'm not gonna go there. But yeah, well, Boker, sorry to interrupt you. You're just, you're just. No, there's not much to say about. It. Like I've already talked about it for a long time, so obviously wants yeah. me to talk. But it's just that is the, the, the how I feel. Like I want people when they get inspired by Overwatch League and see these amazing players perform at a high level. I want them to want to grind the game because this is what happened to me. I didn't really watch Overwatch League that much, but whenever I did watch Overwatch League or whenever I watched professional, like Apex, it was called Apex back in the day, these tournaments, it's not Apex Le Legends, we had these Apex tournaments. Uh, I was like, whoa, this is crazy. Now I'm even more inspired to push my limits and I'm playing the game more, but now, there's no reason for me to play the game at a high level, which ultimately defeats a lot of the purpose for me and for a lot of other gamers. Like, you don't get to see these epic moments anymore that often. Like, because yeah. the people that are high level, they have no reason to play the game. They just queue up at the beginning of the season, play their 25 games or 50 games, playing Sigma, whatever else, and they just <laughs> yeah. camp to 4.6 well, or 4.6. I feel 4. like there's someone you really hate who's camping 4.7 on Sigma right now. Always, in every region, except Asia, because Asia plays double bubble there's at least one sigma player or like two or three that just that, camps that like high and that's normal because that's the way you should do it but it's so infuriating for other players because my role yeah probably not a very sigma male grind set yes but that is my my feel as a main tank player i cannot it's okay maybe i can but it's really difficult to get 4.7 <laughs> compared to getting like yeah. 4.7 on the sigma on the right or compared to I, like i hear, yes, I hear yeah. you Boger. i yeah. hear you i feel you Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Like, I, I'm actually kind of like, I totally agree with you on it. But I think that the key to what you were saying, which is like for beyond just like your, like, you are like, like high super rank, is two things. One, it's like to kind of go back a little bit, is like ranked in some form or fashion should start to resemble what high level play or even pro play looks like, right? Like, for example, right? when valorant has its tournaments i even watch valorant sometimes like not that often but like those viewerships of those are crazy right because they promote them everywhere they go hard they have co-streams which overwatch league dropped the fucking ball on way back when on co-streams because they were i know i actually know big names that wanted to co-stream overwatch league and were told no because they wanted all the viewership on Overwatch League because they can farm the ads and the money and they can go to their investors and be like, look at 100,000 million people watch this broadcast. Now you can, you can give us millions for advertisement. But the big brain idea is to then have, the, have a contract with that big streamer and 20,000 to 100,000 people watch them. Uh, 80,000 watch your main broadcast and you have three of those streamers and all of a sudden instead of 120,000 on the main broadcast, it's 500,000 total 
So like that number is way bigger, but like they're just they just they never got that connection across. Um, but the but the big thing is is like people enjoy watching that high level play, mostly because like it's it's just it's a fun experience. You know whether you like Valorant or whether you're interested or whatever. It's like they make it hype, they make it fun. You watch all these crazy pop off plays, and if you don't, even if you're a super 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 casual. Right. Sometimes you watch something, you're like, OK, that was nasty. Like, what the heck? Like, you know, like in your games, when you try to play, like you peek stuff and just die. But over time, like there's there's multiple groups of people. They watch because it's enjoyable. They watch because they're just interested in esports. They watch because they're interested in that game. They watch because they actually pick up a few things like like I watch Valorant once in a while because I play with my friends. And I like I I was always like terrible, like not because I, I don't know how to aim or shoot, but because I would get caught like running with my knife and shit. You know what I mean? Like stuff that I had no idea what was happening. Uh, so sometimes I just watch it once, like if it was, it's on and I'm not streaming and there's nothing else to do, they hype it up, they make it a lot of fun, or even, or even like some other streamer that I watch, like I know they had a big thing with like Shroud and Pokemon and uh, Myth watched like co-streamed it with them, and that brought a whole new level of validity to their esport, you know. And there's so many things Overwatch could do with that end, but I kind of want to loop back to your point before, of, of like the high level camping and stuff like that and playing. This kind of links all back together is not every player, every gamer wants to hit high rank, you know, but uh -huh. Sam, I believe, is right. in what he says is that ranked is what keeps those games alive. I know all my IRL friends that play like Valorant and stuff. They all play ranked. I, I, I hope to God none of them are watching, but they're all fucking terrible. Like, <laughs> like, like the highest they hit is like plat and they play every single day. You know what I mean? But the reason they don't climb, and I've kind of told them this when they, I, I, you know, I'm not like always like coming in like, oh, I'm going to teach you how to climb in a, in a game. You know, if they ask, like, oh, like, dude, I can't fucking win this game. My teammates suck. I'm like, well, that's not actually the reason. But, like, you know, yeah. and like, you know, like, I kind of, like, allude to them why they're, you know, like, they're not doing too hot is because they don't put in the effort to, like, watch streams. They don't watch, like, educational content. They just queue endless amounts of ranked games. But that's what they queue. They don't queue unranked. They don't queue casual. They queue ranked because they like watching the numbers go up and down. And, you know, and they feel like they're committed and to take that even further into Art. Overwatch, I, when I was actually a Siege pro, the way I got professionally into Siege was Siege came out, it was a huge game, you know, a console, we didn't really have anything to play. This was a massive, you know, multi-platform game and it had a lot of like support behind it. I five stacked with my friends when it came out and we got the highest rank, Diamond. All, like all of it. At first, actually the first season we didn't technically because the rank system was bugged and you could win 20 games in a row and then you would rank up and lose one and then you derank, and then you had to win like eight more to get back. It made no sense, but um, because it was like actually bugged somewhere in the system, but season two, when they like actually made it like a progression system, we all got the highest rank and we did that for multiple seasons, like five stacking as friends. Right. And now there was people obviously that solo queued, but like we typically bumped into other stacks and like we started playing. It's like pro teams all the time. Right. But I didn't want to solo queue. I didn't really care if to solo queue with play with randoms. I liked playing with my friends. I liked playing as a team. I liked coordinating. Imagine that same scenario in Overwatch where you're, you and your friends put in the hours, right? You put in hours every single day, like eight hours, six hours, you know, like, especially they're like high school to college level, you know, like you, have, you may have a job. Some people don't. You have a lot of extra time on your hands, especially, and you're grinding and you're having fun. And then you hit 3,900 and all of a sudden y'all can't play together anymore. Like, I think Overwatch is the only game that does that, right? Like, it was where you can climb with all your friends, and then if you get good, you're punished. Learning so curve it's like, punk. yeah, it's it's such a weird system, you know? Because like, 
I've never understood like gaming on a on a on a on a real level is supposed to be fun. You know, there's competitive aspects as well, but it's supposed to be fun. And I've never quite understood why we're in this middle round. And whenever I've talked to people about stacking and stuff like that, they always come back with they don't want to bump into stacks or they don't have friends of their own to stack with. And I and I feel for you on that. But why are we always in the mindset of like, okay, like they don't have friends they want to stack with. Okay. That problem I can't really solve too well. Overwatch tried to solve it with LFG, failed immediately. But the problem of facing stacks, that's a problem we can kind of counter. But like we shouldn't shut down stacking because players want like, don't have people that they want to queue with and want to solo queue and play on their own time. That's that's your right, but that shouldn't be taken away from the people that want to play with their friends because they because other can't. people can't. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like Silly. I feel yeah. it's a very odd thing that Overwatch. And you might find more ball. friends too. You might find more friends if you, but, it, but you, it's like, it's like being upset. You can't make a shot when you're not shooting the ball almost. And I, I know that's not true for all circumstances. Right. Mm -hmm. But I think that's the perfect way to put it, man. Like it's j just because it, it shouldn't be taken away from others, especially the higher up you go, the more team format it should be played. And I'd like to talk a little bit more on the point you made about your friends. Like they might not be climbing, but like they're still committed and I think there's a deeper point to life to that because I've become a believer in the, uh, climbing an SR is the finish line. But I think that life is about the journey, not necessarily about the finish line. The means to getting to the end are something that I know that's very deep and like very like vague as well at the same time. But it's something I've been thinking about a lot recently. And it's actually changed my opinion on a lot of things just in the greater world. I, I think that the the means and the the journey and the and the part of the trip itself whether you make it or whether you, you don't as long as you can commit into that and feel rewarded at some degree as if you're investing your time into the the long scope of a ranked game or a job or whatever it may be in life cuz life is inherently risky right like we're not getting out alive right like it's 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 just life like it's it's finite you know so I, I think that journey is something that we've kind of lost sight of. And like the, it's, 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 it's the middle ground, really. Like it's, the, it's the means to the end. And we used to have the right means. Whether people made it or not, it felt like it was worth the thing that's most valuable to them, their time, alongside the people that they care about. And I wish to see that rewarded in Overwatch 2 instead of just punished. Socratito, let's let's go. Like the deep Semito vibes. Of life I, I've been thinking life. about that a lot recently. I, st I I toss and turn in my bed at night as an Overwatch streamer, so it just helps me. Well, that leads nicely. Sleep? Those... <laughs> Do I sleep? Not really, actually. Oh, okay. I was say. <laughs> Not really. Not really. Sometimes I need to get up and like get look at the mirror and just yell at myself, which which actually helps. I just like debate myself in the mirror sometimes. I am weird, so don't be like. No, me, no, it's good to weird. challenge yourself. It's good to challenge yeah. yourself. Um, yeah. that leads nicely though into the, the original question. We've strayed away from it, but. It's it's been a good stray, Samito. The thing that you're you know is coming that you're looking forward to, and the thing that you hope will come with the beta or with Overwatch Two. Um, I don't know if you guys just saw that. By the way, I hope I'll message y'all later. Um, but um, um, you know, man, I've done a lot of chirp in the last three years. I got nothing to say. Let's just watch. I got that much confidence in it. Let's just watch. Sam's taking the Bruno Mars, Trinidad James. Don't believe me. Just Sam has watch. ascended during this podcast. Yeah, Sam's Zenyatta on this podcast all of a sudden. The man's entered the transcendence. Okay, I like it. I like it. Backing up, Sam's backing up his talk of reform Samito. 
He's bringing that next level, next level mentality. So now it's time for the devs. So we'll for that, that brings which did we get Bogers? Boger, I gave had his Bogers was oh, about bro, bro, oh. Boger, here, here's here's we what we need. So I need. I need, I, I, need a, I need a Winston emote. I need a Winston emote right now. Come on, give me a primal oh, rage Winston chest emote. bump. Yeah, come Real on, give, give it to IRL me. IRL emote. <laughs> the mic cutout makes it for me. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> It's like when yours did as well. It's like it, it kind of speaks the volumes and it needs to. Yeah. That, that's gonna that's gonna bring me to uh, what I was gonna say anyways, which is mine is a bit of a cheat because it's two and one. The devs have said they're gonna change, and I hope they're gonna change. Like that's that's what I see. Like they've said they're gonna communicate more. They said they're gonna listen. They know they they messed up, and that's great to hear. I hope they follow up on that, and I think if they do, we pop in. I think if they do, we're, we're gonna destroy the competition. I was. I was doing a Samido the other day on my stream, in fact, just yesterday, where I was looking at Google Trends. And I was just like, well, you know, how is Overwatch doing versus Valorant and you know, an Apex? Overwatch shitting on these guys at its peak. Like, even Apex's peak, Valorant's Incredible. peak, Overwatch Incredible. is far better. Overwatch created the biggest streamers today. Like, mo a lot of them. It like, did. a lot it of them. It really did. It really did. It, it, like, it, it shaped, really it shaped gaming it. and streaming in a way that no other game has. O Overwatch was the last game of the previous generation because for uh, to talk about what you're talking about with co-streaming as well flats i'm sorry to keep this going for one second for the fortnite changed the world with their business model they yeah. showed how valuable it was to have consumers in your door and in this modern era there are more ways to monetize that as well as keep your the overall volume of of, of traffic in your product across the board and you didn't just see this change in gaming it changed many many other platforms so i think that once Overwatch, like I'm not even gonna talk about this right now. No, no, this is this is a topic for another podcast where I'm not I've not finished this doc yet, SVB, but I'm sending something your way soon. We'll see. Yeah, for sure, man. There's there's always oceans more to explore, even in the shallow depths <sighs> so of content much fun. That we've had. Ah, oh, the journey. It's just the journey. oh, there's so much to think about. It's just so much fun. All right. But it has been yeah. I mean, I I just gonna reiterate. I I hope we see a new style of kind of approach to this game of listening of communicating being open i hope we as a community have to do our part as well because i know sometimes we get a bit you know mad, and we kind of we get quite angry but i hope we kind of allow the devs to feel comfortable being honest with us because that when they acknowledge their mistakes we should also be like thank you for doing that and not just beat them and berate them for no reason right we're mad 100%. but we've got to give them the chance to change so credit where it's due note, exactly credit where it's due and on that note i look forward guys Overwatch 2 close beta in a month. What world are we living in? This is an incredible. <laughs> is this hold on? I'm awake. <laughs> nope. Still here. Still here. Still here. Still here. <laughs> it is, it right, is crazy. So. Losing devs currently in these streams get me into the beta or I will <laughs> fucking snipe you in ranked and in all of your games. Wait, so, no, Boger's, Boger's gonna primal rage leap across the ocean and be at Blizz I HQ will. in a couple days. I will. I yeah. will be <laughs> Did you see furious. This, I will be furious. <laughs> exactly. Dude, all right, get, get us all in. Get us all in. Get as many people as we can. Let's play this game. Let's have fun. And on that note, thank you so much for your time. Flat Samito Boger as always. Guys, thank you so much. Much love. I really, you know, shout out to you guys. You the homies. Great time the real as always, ones. man. Best Peace host out. I've ever seen, man. You got the right God thought bless. process. Built diff. Built diff in the brain, SVB. Your yeah, brain really we, we got a month. We get like a, like real talk. We got like a month and a half to kill. Like we're going to need more customs. Just, just throwing that out there. Yeah. Like, yeah. Max, I'm so down. Listen, it's going to be ass play, for a while. Like, just like we all play play jam my team. I want to win. It's still going to suck until <laughs> we get there. Like, <laughs>
like Listen, the, in two it, weeks from now we're gonna be like oh fuck like, yeah. no no i'm serious though the the, the among the among us overwatch game where like i'm watching like jay on anna and flats like let me just beam him as diva from the other pov like i can just hear the screaming on the other team and it was just fucking hilarious just like jay, that makes it yeah. just took the bait it was incredible the jay, the right, jay into flats into semito was great hey, check discord right, after this by the way see y'all sure Alrighty. sure sure we, we're gonna connect again peace out guys i'll be back with this stream Alrighty. Uh, in a, a quick intermission with BRB. Thanks, guys.